What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome to a very special episode of Weird News Wednesdays. I am joined as always by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how is it going? I'm good. You said my name correctly, Connor. I was. Go- I, w- I didn't know whether to introduce the top ten situation or introduce you first, but I realised you were more important. <laughs> that, well, thank you for that, but <laughs> leads me on to my first question. What top ten situation, Connor? <laughs> um, we've done it literally every year. How do you not know? For fuck's sake. Oh, I just this black out. Oh, it's sorry. a segue, oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so like a two-wheeled year, vehicle that you ride around on mm, while standing yeah. up. <laughs> every year, uh, we choose our top ten weird news stories of the year. Well, I say we choose, the listeners choose. So listeners do all what the happens hard work, is, yes. O- over the previous, say, 51 weeks, we do, say, six or seven stories every single week on Weird News Wednesday. And at the end of the year, we put all the best ones into a little bit of a poll... And mm-hmm. we throw, say, 25 of them at the listeners, and we allow everyone to vote. So you get to choose your top 10, your top 5, basically all your faves. And at the end of the year, we rank them, in terms of how many votes they got, into our top 10 weird news stories of the year, as voted for by our lovely, lovely listeners. And, and it's always a fun time. I drink four cups of coffee and try and edit it. It's great. <laughs> One time I did it on a laptop with two gigs of RAM. That was I not fun. That. I that had a breakdown. That killed itself. <laughs> that laptop actually died, like, not long after finishing that recording. But because we got through it. Yeah, and it's it's just more of a bit of a highlight package fun show, but it's every story that ranked in the top 10 back to back. So, um, obviously, we will start our 10, and we will work our way all the way up to number one. Um, mm-hmm. A really interesting thing to listen out for, Sean, this year is something that's not been in previous years is in May of this year, on my birthday, I got a brand new microphone. You and you can indeed. definitely tell <laughs> when it happens. Yeah, so we're going to... This this podcast is charted... Uh, it's before microphone and after microphone. BM yeah. and AM, we'll call it. BM and AM. AM, I feel like, is already owned by some other sort of... Greenwich Mean Time, but we don't care about that shit, okay? We're taking no, no. over. <laughs> yeah, we're we're taking back AM for our own <laughs> means. Um, but yeah, so Connor will sound a little bit different. I think I've had roughly the same mic for most of these, but I think I'm so. Not I, it used sure. to be it used to be a lot worse when we started, and that like because it's a highlight package, every show is different, so it's kind of swapping between them all but there this year by the way we get we had the most votes we've ever had in the top 10 so it was hotly contested to find yes. out what was the top 10 um and in between the top 4 is i will say is there was like less than 10 votes between them they were all on like they, i think it was 58 57 56 55% so ridiculous like that in terms of the votes well, that, well, it's good to know people enjoyed them anyway. And look, if your if your favorite story didn't happen to make it into weird news, um, look, there's nothing to say. It can't be. Here, here's here's what I'm gonna say. It's because you ser- hate you. It's because we hate you personally. No, 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 no. If your story didn't make it in, um, consider it the honorable mention of the year. Uh, good. That's yeah. good. That covers a lot of them. It covers all of them mainly. <laughs> so all I think. Yeah, so actually, just imagine, pick your own top 10 and imagine that. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a happy new podcast. Happy new year, guys. (laughs) Bye. Enjoy.
It's a story that nor it has human error leads to massive consequences, which is one of our favorite niches. But I like when the consequences don't harm things or yeah. harm anything else. This one leads to a wildfire. So I'm interested oh. to know how you feel about this. Uh, okay, I'm gonna. Uh, this I think this might be the stance of the podcast. I'm anti wildfire. I that's a strong stance to take, Sean. But like, this isn't also a gender reveal party. This is even okay, stupider. Good. I thought that was where it was going. No, no, but good to know it's stupider. It's, there's quite a lot of those stories, and I think like, okay, well, those people are idiots. What can you do? Just leave the gender to yourself, <laughs> or if not, don't even think about it. Don't even look at Gender's it. Gender's made up. It's whatever. Do whatever you want, but don't be fucking firing fireworks into fo- in the forest. That's <laughs> what I would say. Don't don't flame throw a pine tree just to tell us <laughs> your kid is being born. Just give me a blue or pink or a fucking red or a green ribbon, whatever ribbon you want to. Um, <laughs> just a smoke bomb and everyone disappears <laughs> he's a magician we're having a magician <laughs> um, so Sean I have self-alleged shaman charged with starting California wildfire after allegedly boiling bear piss <laughs> That's my uh, that's my 1960s wrestling name. It's boiling bear piss. <laughs> now here's the thing: you can understand by the headline why I want to talk about this, but also wildfires are bad. I don't really want to talk about the massive damage that this has caused. But this might be the stupidest reason we've ever heard for somebody setting fire to our lovely earth. And you expected us to quickly touch on this story, correct? I mean, I mean, there's a lot going on, but I also want to skip the bit of all the damage she's caused because it's quite a lot. Of course, um, that's true. A California, ex, uh, quotation marks, shaman. See, charged, it's, a, it's, it's an audio medium, Connor. Well, he I, held that's why the, I said it. He held up the quotation. But did marks, I do the quotation? And there was a marks. moment where he thought, "Oh, this will be fine." Yeah, no, no, I don't think so, Sean. I think I'm an expert here. Okay. Oh, okay. it's about this big, <laughs> right? So, look, take um, off that hat, Connor. <laughs> I'm fully nude other than the hat. <laughs> charged uh, a California shaman charged with starting a wildfire that Air was threatening points. lots of homes claimed it started by accident while she was boiling bear piss to drink according to local reports Alex- drink to Alexandra Suvernerva 30 faces up to 9 years in prison after allegedly, allegedly sparking the Fawn Fire, which has destroyed nearly 90 small structures, and she has pleaded not guilty to it, okay? Right. She is now being eyed, possibly, for starting other fires across the state. So, she's also a bit of a pyromaniac, but she says this time, she didn't mean it. The other ones, maybe. This one, the, absolute accent. The other one's purely for pleasure. Pleasure. Uh, but, like, I don't think she realises the effect because, I've and I've tested this, if you Google bear piss, the first result that comes back is woman charged with starting fire. Because <laughs> nobody else has tried this. <laughs> She's the first in, like, the, the collective hive mind that is the internet. This is the first instance we have 
of boiling bear piss. Also, the sentence self-proclaimed shaman is also a great one. It just gets overlooked by drinking bear piss. I think self-proclaimed shaman is would be an opener to any weird news, but it just gets overtaken. That's true. Like, but but also I feel there's so many, and this is a bigger it, but like there's so many self-proclaimed, shall we say, alternative medicine gurus mm-hmm. online at the minute. Namaste. No, let's see. That's an actual thing. I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> We're not educated enough to know. <laughs> Let's move on from whatever statement I was trying to make, but I'm quickly realising I am out of my depth. I think that's good. Go out of your depth. Say something uneducated. Let's just see who we can offend. Okay, okay. For, uh, let me try. Okay, <coughs> yeah, okay, I think wildfires are not that bad. Ah, no. Is that? Oh, have uh, no. I? Oh no, uh, I fucked no. it. To, to oh, be fair, lads. actually, if you put on Twitter, I think wildfires are bad. Somebody be like, a wildfire is my dad. Okay, just you need to That's stop. True. Okay. <laughs> oh about, no! Oh, we're cancelled again. Uh, <laughs> as to, it's not even for us. Actually, our listeners are very nice, but I just read other people's comments like. Come on, guys. <laughs> just it's fine. I'll just fucking dial it back like ten percent. <laughs> like famous people, Sean. You don't want to read those comments. Absolutely oh, not. Oh no. Um, as the fire raged on Wednesday, Suvarnava claimed she had been hiking and trying to get to Canada, according to documents obtained by the outlet. She told forest officials that she became thirsty on her hike, and so she came across a puddle of what she believed to be bear urine. And then tried to make a fire to boil it, Sean. Because that was the smart thing to do with bear piss. I don't think you can boil any piss and make it, like, okay. A bit I of sage, a of, bit of mixed herbs. Maybe just oh, I think you're... you're you see, that's how to get rid of ghosts that are possessing your house, Connor. <laughs> but uh, bear piss is... Like, pit, like pit, <laughs> piss as a concept... <laughs> or as a like as a, as an actual chemical don't tr- thing. Don't be slagging piss. Bear Grylls is going to listen to this. Your, you need your to body hold is on a, to yourself. Your body's a massive filter. Yeah, and piss is everything that it couldn't deal with. Yeah, it gets rid so of it. Imagine like and imagine what that's like for a human. Then imagine what that's like for a bear. Yeah, but what if you boil it? What if you you boil it all up and then drink it? Uh, you have warm piss. Is what you're dealing with then. <laughs> And we've all dealt with warm piss you in various boil, ways in our boil, life. You boil the germs out of it. And then you're just left okay. with sweet, smooth piss going right there. Then you're left with essentially salt water. Mm-hmm. Lovely salt. Num, 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 num. <laughs> like the sea. Piss and sweat have a very similar composition <laughs> in that they're both made up of basically a lot of salt water. She's on a hike. She sees a puddle yeah. that she assumes is bear piss. And she's yeah. thirsty. And her first yeah. thought is, I'm going to drink that bear piss, which I feel... There's a lovely freshwater right. waterfall just there was, down there. <laughs> right behind it. She's like, no, no, no. I'm not walking the 20 yards over there. She's there, like, boiling piss in a can over an open fire. And, like, a, like a, a lovely hiking couple come up and are like, sorry, do you know where the freshwater still is? And she's like, oh, it's just down there. The reservoir. Where's fucking, the reservoir? The res- um, Where's the free bottled water stand? <laughs> um, so she's got a hike. 
she sees the piss. Then she's like, I gotta cook it. I'm not just gonna drink the piss normally. That's fucking mad. It'd be crazy to do that. So she then decides that she's gonna try and boil it, according to documents obtained by the outlet. She then found that while trying to start the fire, the wo- the wood was too wet for the fire to start. So Smoky wood. So look, she downed the fire. She said, I'll move on. There's no point. I can't get this fire going. I'm just going to... She was so mad, but she had to throw away the piss. It was, it was a lost cause. And so okay. she thought this animal piss... Uh, she she thought the animal piss was um, the plant that she got rid of. And so she moves on. She continues on her hike. She goes away. Eventually, she gets trapped several minutes later in the bush amid the inferno behind her that she had caused, setting fire to the whole forest because the wood was not too wet for the fire to start. She didn't properly put it out, Sean, and ended up setting fire to the whole forest. <laughs> Okay, that's a, that, 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 that's quite a big oversight hmm. in terms of, you know, fire management. Um, and, and, and that's a bad thing. But just to go back to the piss thing for a second and boiling piss, a couple of things that the viewers might want to be aware of. Go on. BuzzFeed have a video called What Happens When You Boil Urine. Oh, they ran out of articles years back. Absolutely. But also, someone does... Uh, on someone on Quora points out that if you boil piss, like the first thing that's going to boil is the water. Like, oh, you're getting like, rid of the water. It's just pure. You're piss. boiling off the. It's just, it's like concentrated Maybe piss she- is all you're left with. <laughs> Even Bear Grylls is like, ah, oh, you need a bit of water. You can't be just drinking the piss. Oh, you can't drink piss neat. Like <laughs> <laughs> just piss on the rocks, please. Piss on the rocks. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> um, so she goes to boil the piss, backs out of it, she moves away, and she ends up basically starting a whole forest fire that several minutes later she turns around and the whole place is an inferno. The police eventually catch up to her, uh, the fire department, and she was asked to empty her pockets and her fanny pack which had CO2 cartridges, a cigarette lighter, and an item containing a green leafy substance she admitted to smoking that day, Sean. So, the self-proclaimed shaman, her thoughts was, I did nothing wrong. I just kind of said that accidentally I did this. The police are saying this was on purpose, she's a pyromaniac, and she's under suspicion of other fires, and she set this fire in a forest. Sean, where are we coming down on? Oh, look, I mean, it doesn't look good in terms of there being a string of fires attached to one person. I I think the excuse of I was going to drink bear piss is so out there that it might just fucking work. It's yeah, like it like it's like being late to school and saying you had diarrhea. Like no one's going to question you on it in normal circumstances. But if this is the sixth time in a month that you've had diarrhea. Yeah. Someone has to step in and be like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. And I think at this point, her excuse is the wood was too wet to start the fire. But then it then it comes up the point of, well, if the wood is wet, was it not raining? And then surely there has to be a normal puddle somewhere, not the bear piss puddle. Are you suggesting that this woman passed by some freshwater puddles? 
in pursuit of a bear piss. She's just mad about the taste. It's like, I mean, I imagine it would be like drinking watered down vinegar at a certain point. And, I, and that's, look, that's just me being a fucking professional chemist saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, yeah. it's important to remember that this woman caused so many, so much damage through this one thing that this is her big grand excuse for this massive problem that she has created. Is, I just fancied some bear. Like, what, like, but, like, but, would you? Okay. And we don't usually delve into this form of fucking discussion on the show. Mm. Would you rather drink your own piss or a random bear piss? Somehow it feels more intrusive if it's somebody else's. Yeah. Like you're more connected. (laughs) It's it's farm to table as much as it can be. Sorry, can I just have uh, my piss on the rocks, please? <laughs> can, I, can I piss in a jar and you just serve me that throughout the night? That would be lovely. Thank yeah. you. Thanks very much. Thanks. Thanks. You're looking well there now. Thanks very much. <laughs> and, and, and whatever you're having your <laughs> And what, what did she want? What, and for the lady, what do you want? <laughs> oh, yes, that'll do nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Tip the gentleman. He's given me my piss. <laughs> the, uh, no, this is a horrifying story. We're, like we're laughing about, it, but yeah. my god! See, it's only funny because heard. of this. Is the story that came out of it? Like I did. No, wanna... we're not laughing at wildfires. No, that's all. Just stress that. that. I that the whole thing is awful. But her excuse is something that we need to cover because this is so batshit that someone came up with this. That this is her back. This is her plan. Yeah, her plan. Like, is it a lie? Is the main like? It, it, would she lie about the fact that she was trying to drink bear piss? Maybe she was drinking bear piss while setting the fire. Oh, so like the the initial fire to boil the bear piss and the fire that started the wildfire it's are like, separate fires. It's like two truths and a lie. Like you you tell a truth within the lie to try and get away with it. <laughs> I love bear piss. Yeah. I've started a wildfire and my favourite colour is purple. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Red. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to burn to death. <laughs> anyway, officer, where are you taking me? <laughs> what are these handcuffs? <laughs> um, Sean, I think that's it for this week's weird news. What a week of weird... It's been a, it's, it's been a lot of getting into people's heads this week mm. about like what drives them to do these things. Just a lot of lunatics. And that's why we're a here lot. for Weird News. And I, it was a long time ago we covered Couples Come Die With Me and Junior Bake Off. <laughs> Which I'm glad it's made a comeback in mm. a big way. Mm. Regular Bake Off is back at the minute. Tis. If you want to keep up with that. It is. Uh, I'm an episode behind though, so don't say anything to me. I won't say Connor. a word. I won't say a word. I watched it last week myself. Oh, we got! I'll catch up the season. So, <laughs> we'll have to have uh, a weekly catch up. <laughs> we actually will before the show. Bomb squad called after man gets admitted to hospital with World War Two bombs stuck up his arse. What? <laughs> How do these things happen to these people? There's been a lot of stuff shoved up places recently. The bomb squad was called to a UK hospital after a man was admitted with a World War II explosive stuck inside his arse. 
A spokesperson for the Gloucester Royal Hospital explained how a patient had presented with a munition in his rectum. Is that a thing? Munition? A munition. Yeah, munition is it's it's something that's fired, I believe. No, not uh, ammunition. A no, munition. munition. Yeah, no, munitions. Like you get supplies of munitions, which are like missiles oh. and things. Like a, a cannonball is technically a munition. Fucking hell, your, your pirate love has kind of come out. I did not know that. I, I told you, it's, uh, eventually it would come in handy, and I'm vindicated. Staff were concerned that the explosive could still be live. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, <laughs> by was, God. Whew, imagine having Very, a bomb up your arse, and that's the least of your problems. You'd be walking to hospital like the Pink Panther, wouldn't you? Like... <laughs> A very gentle stroll. Like, like, this is bad, but it could also be worse it if could, anything happens. It could get much worse any minute. Like, that's... Mm. Like, you know, like... Oh, man. Not to, not to bring in toilet humour, but, like, you know you'd have, like, a risky fart and you don't know which way it's going to go. <laughs> that's the riskiest one of all. Because you could die and kill everyone with you. <laughs> oh... <laughs> Oh, how did your how'd your father die? God, I'm so sorry to hear. What happened? You're not gonna you're not gonna you, believe it. If I say the words risky fart to you, what do you think of? Because I have a fucking other level. I thought he went into hospital for a routine procedure. Oh he did. But this oh, other lad <laughs> This other lad showed up and he had a few onions earlier in the day and it was not looking good. I mean, I've heard the term explosive diarrhoea, but my oh, lord. I mean, um, according to the newspapers, the patient explained that he had, and Sean, I think you're going to like this, slipped and fell onto the artillery shell, which was two inches wide and was part of his military mil- memorabilia collection. I'm, why? How? I don't think... What's the position that that <laughs> thing is stored in that you can easily slip and fall onto it? And it falls through jeans? Like, ah, the, yeah. <laughs> I never even considered that. But yeah, the idea is he has to have just been out of the shower. Yeah. And he's, at ho- he's home alone. He's just out of the shower. The phone rings. He has to go answer the phone. And he doesn't even have time to get a towel. It's the whole thing. He answers yeah. the phone. Yes, no, I, I don't want any issues. I'd love to join your pyramid scheme. Just give me five minutes. I can't hear you. You must speak louder. I'm only wearing a towel, he said. And yeah. That doesn't go with what I just said, but that's fine. But <laughs> so. then he, he simultaneously picked up like a bottle of oil and this, this munition uh, yeah. and spilled both of them together. Together. And then accidentally went, oh, and on fell the oil. backwards and on, onto the bomb. Just perfectly aligned so that it went right up there. That's yeah. A, it's a very... It's a very... Uh, so it's it's like the Death Star, you know? Like, it's a very narrow opening to <laughs> cause so much weakness. damage. It's a, it's a two-inch wide exhaust port in his body. But... <laughs> Where's I, Luke Skywalker when we need him? Oh, uh, Mark Hamill would sort this right out, I guarantee <laughs> yeah. it. But the the thing is... For this man to be vindicated, and look, if he, if he wants to shove it up, up him, that's fine. Do what you want. Make sure it's not live. Would be my only suggestion. I wouldn't. Uh, I just wouldn't use a bomb. I just feel like yeah. I feel like there's an ad level danger you don't need. But so, uh, well, maybe he does, Connor. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's all that does it now. <laughs> he started off with bombs that were clearly not working, <laughs> yeah. and it lost all its thrill. <laughs> and so he just had to buy a, a untested bomb. 
off of eBay. <laughs> Give me just... one nuclear bomb, please. <laughs> oh, the no, that's too big. <laughs> <laughs> bigger, bigger, too big. <laughs> Take too it big. back. Step it back. Step one back. Uh, I, to like vindicate himself that it is an accident. This man needs to post pictures of the pants he was wearing at the time. Well, the patient explained, Sean, that he had slipped and fell onto the artillery shell, which was, of course, two inches wide. The guy said he found the shell when he was having a clear out of his stuff. He said that he put the shell on the floor and then he slipped and fell on it and it went up his arse. But uh, why would you place it pointing up on the floor? What does, I, I don't know what a, an, a, an artillery shell looks like. Uh, and it I was feel 17 like I, centimetres long by 6 centimetres wide. What? <laughs> Gee, then the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. It was typically fired from 6 pounder anti-tank guns. What the fuck? There's so, okay, some of these are massive. I'm going to Google... I'm going to put 17 centimetres on the end of this. Yeah. And... Yeah, that looks about right. That looks like a cartoon artillery shell. (laughs) (laughs) You can see the Roadrunner being hit by one of them. Absolutely you can. Roadrunner from the front, I'd imagine. It's a kid's show. But... (laughs) (laughs) That was a deleted episode. (laughs) Fucking beep, beep indeed. (laughs) Beep, beep indeed. Mm. Oh, wait, I think I found it. I think I found the actual... (laughs) What? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Hang on, hang on. So, it's called a 57mm anti-tank, is what I've worked out here. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, roughly the 60 that he was talking about. And then there's a photo of it. I would encourage anyone to Google 57mm anti-tank. I'm going to send this to Connor right now. Oh, it's popular. Because it's compared to a man's hand, and it looks ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> He's seen it, Holy ladies shit. and gents. Holy shit! That's too it's, big. It's too big. Like, look and look. I, I look the length manageable. I would call it, but <laughs> the sheer girth of the thing. I don't think he fell. He fell on it. I don't. Th- no, no, he didn't, Connor. Because th- 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 <laughs> there's no way that smoothly enters. Is what I'm saying. Oh like, no! Especially. Yeah, I think that's the actual one. That's the and it's hard to ex- it's hard to explain how it so smoothly we did without following it up. with we lubed it up first? Because then you didn't fall. Exactly. No, and that, like it's it's like rusted a bit as well. Like there's there's a texture. <laughs> it wasn't to rusted it. before it went. In. <laughs> <laughs> brand new, brand new fucking shell. It's like how coal turns into diamonds under pressure. <laughs> This man has destroyed the stainless steel. <laughs> that had shit and jewellery. Everybody quick. <laughs> That's... Look, look, okay, did they determine whether or not it was live? Could this man have killed everyone? Because uh, this upon, is designed to take out a tank, by the way. <laughs> so upon inspection, uh, they ensured that there was no risk to the bomb, that they ha- it had been discontinued. Okay. So, but okay. there was a risk because he said there's a bomb in my arse. They, of course, have got to check that out because I feel like self-explanatory. We could all die. Yeah, and like, 
there, there must be some part of like the attending physician is like this is a joke surely and like then when they do the x-ray god help him if they fucking put him in an mri machine oh no but if they they deem they do the x-ray they deem okay there is something lodged up there but then they have to call the army yeah, there's that. There, there's the call. The call comes in to these lads who are all yeah. in my head. They're all training, like they're all out in the course, like doing these <laughs> fucking mad astro. And the general gets a call. General, <laughs> you're not gonna like this. Are we under attack? Worse. Much, it's much worse, worse than that. And then he just like does the two finger whistle in his mouth, and all of the soldiers come running at once. Just like we, <laughs> we train for this boys. Red. <laughs> we got a cold brown. <laughs> This is what we've been training years for. Like, because... The thing is... Because... Uh, I, sorry, I keep saying the thing, because there's so many elements to this story. Yeah. But they don't generally just send... Like, if it's, like, the bomb defusal side of things, they don't send in a man to do that. They send in a robot. Yeah. So, did they send the robot in? Because did, did they have to take it out of your man's arse first? Or do they have to dis, do, disarm it inside? The doctor took it out first. Right. Okay. Yeah. And and then they took a look at it to see what. And then they took a look at it. Jeez, you'd be a fucking brave doctor, wouldn't you? <sighs> Fuck me! Like you're at the you're at the end of a forty-seven hour shift. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, gotta stick this bomb out and take this bomb out of this guy's arse. Like, there's oh, there's no reason this could happen. Make preparations. Get something with like a, 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 a I was going to say with a lead on it, but that's a, <laughs> a dog. A dog. No, don't, don't put a dog. Oh God, no. Oh no. Make oh, sure it's, it's something lads. with a Come lead on. on it. Come on, <laughs> little Timmy. I bought you a puppy. You're never going to believe what it is. <laughs> You it's not under the tree. You hear a very muffled yelp. <laughs> Call the bomb squad. <laughs> I put a bomb up the dog's arse before I put it in my... <laughs> See, I just a bomb in my arse. Sir, this looks like a dog. No, the dog ate the bomb and then, well, <laughs> that show me his boss. You don't want to know. <laughs> I just know why I was the bomb. I'm the bomb now. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. So, just if you think you're having a bad day, I love the idea of he. There's the moment after, clearly, and I don't want to put words in this man's mouth, mm. or or maybe assume things, but this was definitely no accident. First of all, but he has to reconcile with the fact that at a certain point, he has to go to the hospital. And his story is always, I slipped and fell yeah, on the bomb. On the way, you're definitely thinking they're never going to believe this. Like, they they hear this all the time. But how long do you think, how do you, how long do you try yourself to remedy the situation? <laughs> I, I think you try for, oh, I'd say hours. I think, uh, yeah. Because the, the guilt for the other side, the shame, would be like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get out of this myself. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I, I'd give it a good couple hours before trying it. And, I, I mean, do you, get, do you walk? Do you get a taxi? You don't drive yourself, surely. <laughs> you cycle. <Can> you? <laughs> oh, God, no. No. <laughs> 
Optimum mode of transport for that would be an electric scooter. Because you can just stand up the whole way. Good. That's actually good. Yeah. <laughs> or oh, conversely, man. one of those Hannibal Lecter trolleys that you're rolled in on. <laughs> From home. Yeah. But the mask is over your arse. Oh. <laughs> you're facing the wrong way. And they just have his trousers pulled out and the mask over his arse. And everyone's just like, that's very strange. Oh, it's to stop him from eating anything oh, else. <laughs> Has a mind of its own. It'll eat any bombs you have. Oh, I love this story so much. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so, Sean... Look, this man's had a bad day, but I felt like we need to start with that because that story I read and I was just like, you know, you get the face of like, yeah, all right. (laughs) Yeah, he fell. Um, So we're going to move on, Sean, to another stolen object, right? Stolen inanimate object. And it's... It's it's a lot closer to everyone's hearts than, than you would think because I have police are out on the lookout and are offering a $1,500 reward for the safe return of Ronald McDonald. Sean. Ronald McDonald. Yeah. The mascot. The mascot, yeah. Right, okay. So, is it, okay, this is interesting. Is it a missing persons case or a stolen property case? So, in the Michigan, Michigan community, Sean, in Woodhaven, they have a little bench. And on the bench, they have... A life-size version of Ronald McDonald. I, my, my McDonald's as a kid had one of these. Yes. And oh, so my God. Why it's been there that? for years, for centuries. Many people have seen it. It's been lovely to sit upon and have a chat with Ronald and maybe get freaked out because he kind of has a bit of a weird vibe going on. That's but it. what I can might you want do? someone carved swastikas into his eyes. Oh, that's a nice story. <laughs> <laughs> just I mean, you'd have to sit beside him then, because you have to get the picture for the birthday party. And then are you endorsing it by sitting there, or are you yeah, like? No. I burned the photos. What can I say? Yeah, <laughs> just in case. Just in case. That's my LinkedIn profile picture. <laughs> Me big thumbs up. up. <laughs> big thumbs up for Ronald. <laughs> so, that, but that's a big thing to steal and aren't they usually inside the McDonald's they are usually but this one is outside the McDonald's on a bench uh, and is attached to the bench Sean somebody and I don't want to name names but somebody cut the bench and cut <laughs> off the bench that Ronald was on the bench he sat upon was so cut and Ronald was taken <laughs> okay. it was okay. a pre-planned operation yeah, because I imagine like it's easier to just make a bench with Ronald McDonald on it than to make mm. a bench and a separate Ronald McDonald that has to fit yeah. on the bench. Yeah. I think... Look, there's one obvious suspect. <laughs> I knew we'd come to him. And I felt it was too obvious. Have you ever seen an episode of CSI? They're like, that guy's the killer. And you're like, he's definitely not the killer because you said he was the killer. <laughs> Yeah, and all evidence points to him being the killer, and we need. Are we quick... talking about Grimace or the Hamburglar? I was uh, personally, I was talking about the Hamburglar because, mm. frankly, I don't trust him. Um, but I don't trust Grimace. What does he know? No, Grimace is the wild card. To be fair, mm. because 
Hamburglar. To be fair, this doesn't fit his MO. It's no. in the name. He literally doesn't give a shit about inanimate objects. That's true, but Grimace. Mm. Does, does what does Grimace he love? Ha- Nobody knows. Fries? Is Grimace the one that likes fries? There's an ice cream van going outside, by the way. <laughs> if is anyone that? hears it, yeah. Well, that, well good, because the McFlurry machine is broken. <laughs> yeah. Why is he it? selling I ice cream? It it's night time. <laughs> it's, yeah, it is seven, like seven o'clock in the middle of March. <laughs> and it's pitch, it's getting dark, I will say that. And it's also raining a little bit. In Ireland, you don't sell ice cream until June at the earliest. <laughs> It's yeah. It's not a. Uh, it's not great ice cream weather. But look, do, maybe do you know what that bored. is? That's a positive mental attitude that he woke up this morning thinking today's the day. <laughs> That's it. Look, if you bring it, they will come. Is what we all learned. <laughs> so back to Ronald, right? He yeah, gets sorry, stolen. I'm on the shot. McDonald's wiki, by the way, looking at the lore for Grimace. Oh, okay. They, yeah. This is <laughs> this is where it's going to come in. Shall we're going to solve this? We are Grimace's whole thing, by the way. Uh, he was originally evil Grimace. <laughs> Yeah, he had, going fast. Go on, sorry. <laughs> he had two <laughs> pairs of arms with which to steal milkshakes. Is Fuck. what Grimace's whole thing was. Why are they bad about theft? I don't know. There's a lot of theft in the McDonald's universe. It's a weird bit of lore that I don't like. It is. And then he was... Oh, he's been retconned that he's now one of the good guys and he now only oh. has two arms instead of four. Now all he steals is hearts. That's... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, And. Oh, and he might have a brother named King Gonga who rules over all the grimaces. My God. Who came up with this shit? Oh, you're going to love this. Uh, One of his his most popular family members is Uncle O'Grimacy. How does he have popular and non popular family members? He's barely not even a human. Go on. I don't know, but Uncle O'Grimacy is the one that comes around every March to bring shamrock shakes. The minute you said Uncle O'Grimacy, I thought, surely not. But now I feel like I've been violated. It's really (laughs) bad. You telling me McDonald's are bad? I mean, look, I've been, I'm on the Uncle O'Grimacy page and there's an entire three paragraphs titled Controversy. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead fucking right. You're dead right. What, what controversy is he involved in? He's hardly got any scandals going on. Apparently, he was quoted as saying the only... I'm, I can't say this on the podcast. Oh, okay. I actually can't. <laughs> Who was quoted as saying anything? Gr- is okay. this not a fictional character or is this a guy in a suit saying racist shit I think I look I think this page might have been edited um, <laughs> okay because it's saying uh, apparently Grimace said in a pub in Philadelphia uh, the only good British soldier is a dead British soldier oh, <laughs> fuck off <laughs> Sorry, fuck Uncle O'Grimacy not Grimace but yeah don't put that on Grimace but even then even what then, the like, fuck? Sort your family out, lad. What that kind is... of a... Who, who edited that? I don't know. What is this universe? <laughs> <laughs> I started this story just thinking Ronald McDonald had been stolen. But we've we've just kind of stumbled upon the weirdest lore for anything ever. 
I think we need to do a new Hero or Zero, but just with McDonald's characters. My brother rec- <laughs> like requests a Hamburglar episode on the regular, actually. Oh, so maybe actually, there is that, more to it. The fucking hell. Just give me my Big Mac and fuck off. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Just I, I'll take... Uh, what, what? I don't know any other McDonald's orders <laughs> other than the Big Mac. <laughs> McNuggets? McFlurry. McFlurry. Uh, McFlurry. Fruit sticks. Can I have some fruit sticks, please? And some bottled water. <laughs> and just a spoon from the McFlurries. I like the shape. <laughs> um, so, Sean, Ronald's been stolen, right? And yeah. why I bring this story to you is that they're offering $1,500 for his safe return. Somebody has chopped up a bench and taken Ronald away. Who's offering it? Is it McDonald's doing it or like the, the, the manager of that local branch? Uh, it just says that there's a $1,500 reward, so it's not actually saying who it is for. So it could be someone who, you know, wanted to steal the Ronald McDonald statue but was beaten to the punch. And uh, is now like, exactly. I just, I just want to pay for it at this point. But interestingly, Sean, this story was posted onto Facebook, which means only one thing. Facebook comments were also there and I've picked out five of my favourites that I feel like made me laugh more than anything because remember this is a story about a Ronald McDonald statue that has been stolen off a bench and can I posit some theories as to what these comments would be go on do they call into question the youth of today Um, maybe not the maybe the youth of today but I feel like they're these are the reactions of people that have had a murder or a great tragedy strike them down. Perfect, perfect. Let me uh, hear them. <laughs> so Barbara, Barbara Johnson, she comes in hot early on, Sean. This comment section goes up. She, Barbara's not fucking about. Maybe surveillance cameras from other businesses. Maybe they can identify the vehicle going in or coming out of the parking lot. Come on, this is Ronald McDonald we're talking about. Barbara's feeling strong opinions. <laughs> Barbara wants to. Barbara's all about the rescue on this one, I think. And come on, thinks this that is no Ronald. One has thought of this either. This is like, Ronald, guys. Guys, guys, guys. I don't mean to be saying this like you're fucking idiots, but this is Ronald. He does like. It's, he's hard to hide as well. He has a very distinctive mm. look about him. That's true. Uh, um, so I so think, Barbara look, I think Barbara, says, Barbara's ideas is cameras. Yeah, can, Barbara's along the right track is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Scott has a different opinion. Now, Scott, Mr. Scott, he's come in and he's got a different route that he doesn't need the police. Because he feels like we can do it ourselves. A community posse is needed. Mount up. <laughs> Mount up. What the fuck? He's in the cavalry. For a Ronald McDonald statue. <laughs> Guys, get the fucking pitchforks. We're going hunting. <laughs> like, and, and and who leads the charge? It's Mayor McCheese. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's not fucking that Irish prick anyway. <laughs> Uncle O'Grimacy. No, no, no. no. We, won't, we, we don't talk about Uncle O'Grimacy. Um, so... That's that's Scott. Scott has taken, we get a group together and we just violently assault whoever's done this. We need a posse. Okay. Yeah, Scott is, uh, Scott is of an opinion. We'll say Mary, Mary, on the other hand, she's given up on life. She just says, nothing surprises me anymore. That's all oh. Mary says, but I feel like somebody needs to check up on her. 
Yeah, Mary, look, it has been a hard year. We'll acknowledge that. But this cannot be the <laughs> final straw. I won't this let this be the final straw. <laughs> this is what nudged her over the edge. I was okay with the pandemic. I was okay with the lockdowns. But don't take Ronnie from me. How could you, like, steal a beloved children's mascot, you know? <laughs> um, it doesn't bear we thinking have, about. We have Cassie. Who's come in and said, that's awful. But what would someone do with a sitting Ronald McDonald statue? Tinking face. Okay. She's about the motive on this mm. one. Why Why would someone do this? See, Can Scott was reacting emotionally. Mary yeah. was reacting emotionally. Cassie's coming in here logically. What do they want with the statue? Yeah, do they want... I don't know. Is, is it a hostage situation? Is there... Mm. Is there is there hamburgers involved? You know, as kind of a ransom note. <laughs> if there is, we know who did it. <laughs> That's true. That would play right into my theory. Um, and so that like she's coming in logically, and I finish on Erica, and Erica's one was the one that made me laugh the most because Erica, this is life and death. Okay. Right. E- and Erica starts with saying, "I'm speechless," and then proceeds to write the longest message on the board. Then right. continues to speak. Perfect. Yeah. She says, I'm speechless. What the blank is wrong with people? So now what? There is nothing you can do with Ronald. You can't sell him. If you display him in your home, someone will know that he was stolen and come and get you. And if someone does buy him, they obviously will know they are now in possession of a stolen item. Dot, dot, dot. I guess I wasn't speechless. She's offset all arguments against herself there By acknowledging the fact that she wrote a long message Wait till she hears about the lad who stole a slide (laughs) This message What is wrong with people? You can't do nothing She's like attacking the kidnappers Like you can't do anything with him You're fucking lost now boys yeah, this is like she's had enough of senseless thievery. If yeah. they had stolen like medicine or food, yeah. she'd be fine with it. She'd w- <laughs> she'd be willing to sacrifice any human she's ever met, but just leave Ronald alone. Yeah, but I don't think that logic should apply to the people that stole a life-size Ronald McDonald statue. It's true, but what if what if we are we bringing back the death penalty for these people? Because I think Erica wants the death penalty to come back no, just no, for no. these. I wouldn't say death penalty. Maybe worked to death might be a way to go about it. You'll have to make burgers until you die. That's, no, you have to, like, you are, like, all your bones are broken and fused into the position of the Ronald McDonald statue. And you just have to, like, exist as that from now on. That's Erica's point of view. Like, she's willing to come out strong and say, you can't do anything with them, boys. You've got back up the wrong tree. We're coming for you. We're going to find you. Someone will rat you out. I don't yeah. think they care. So all these people are after coming out, Sean. They have strong opinions. What are your opinions on Ronald? I feel I'm emotionally connected to this, this statue being stolen now. But what are your thoughts? Right. I'm Look, honestly, I don't really like Ronald McDonald that much. Yeah. I think he's yeah. kind of creepy looking. He gives uh, off some weird fucking vibes. Ooh, very weird vibe. Uh McDonald's also I've not had a McDonald's in like two years Um, Mm. can't say that I love the food Mm. Uh, but chicken nuggets are nice sometimes aren't they 
I think the last time I had a McDonald's might have been like 2013. <laughs> I don't know when it was. Did you... Did, did, do you remember that St. Patrick's Day when we met in the McDonald's I didn't bathroom? get anything in there. I went in and went to the bathroom. <laughs> you didn't... There was no purchase necessary. We're talking about a time we met in a McDonald's bathroom. But <laughs> I went in because I was like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. Really quickly, I'll nip in here. I had no intention of buying anything. No, no, no. I did. It was, it was only a fool would do such a I, thing. Actually, no, I lie. A McFlurry. I'll, I'll get a McFlurry like once every three years. That's that's fair, but I think that doesn't really count either because that's just like no. regular Irish ice cream. Mixed yeah, with just really put bad. Shit. Yeah, just like with like all the other sour ice cream that's already in the machine. Yeah. Um, Sean, do you want to move on from this tragic story to the worst day in pigeon racing history, Sean. It occurred oh. this week. It, um, really? Yeah. After all, it's a sad how day. Is, how long is the history of pigeon racing? I can only assume thousands of years. It goes back to 19 BC. 19 BC. <laughs> it's oddly specific for a man who just oddly said, specific. I can assume thousands of years. I can, I can assume. <laughs> I like to start broad and then very quickly narrow. Into the most specific of years. You just downloaded that information. <laughs> I, I went broad, then I thought, no, the people need more. They know they know I know this information off the top of my head. So, I mean, it's 19 BC or around 21 BC. I, I'm not quite sure. Uh, well, modern pigeon racing originated in Belgium in the mid-19th century, Connor. Yeah, that's what I said. The 19th Sorry, century The line species. is very bad. Very bad <laughs> lately. Uh, did you think I said 19 BC? I said 19th century BC. <laughs> the 19th century BC, I, I understand. Perfect. <laughs> That's actually further away. <laughs> it is, yeah. You're going backwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, did the worst day in pigeon racing history, Sean, because thousands of birds have vanished during a race. Oh, and oh my god! So p- pigeon racing, by the way, is where birds are released from one point and then they fly back and then they go to their home. So yeah, were these birds based in the Bermuda Triangle by any chance? Nine thousand birds set Fuck. off from Peterborough. Nine thousand, Sean, and um, on their way to the northeast on Saturday in what normally would have been a three-hour race. How okay. many of them? Arrived. <laughs> 9,000? 4,000 arrived as 5,000 pigeons had vanished 5, in what was described as the worst ever racing day. I was just going to, like, that's not a standard, uh, like, margin of loss for pigeon race. Like, yeah. Over half. Yeah, yeah over half of 9,000 is a lot. Uh, like, it's. Terrible to say, but like I assume on a pigeon race, you're gonna lose one or two pigeons along the way. Mm. Like one or two is gonna be like an idiot and just start flying somewhere else. Yeah, or like f- fucking flies flies straight into a wood chipper or something like that. And one or, one or two are gonna retire from the sport and just don't get the love from it anymore. Like one half of two are drugs after. Yeah, yeah, one or two would be done for drugs. It's a situation where you might set off on the race and think it's a three hour race, but maybe I want to see the family more. Maybe I'll start off the race and then just veer off and go back home. No point. Maybe it's like the London Marathon. The pigeon isn't able for it, but does it to raise money for a good cause. (laughs) 
what the pigeons are dressed as Big Ben <laughs> flying around. <laughs> one of the pigeons is like carrying a fridge to represent depression. <laughs> And and, he, and it's, that's the problem. Like five thousand of them were all special dress, and so that's why they couldn't make it. They were just on the fucking ground trying to fly. <laughs> yeah, they're all, they all dressed as flightless birds. <laughs> a string tied to a fucking fridge around their foot. <laughs> I can't take off, lads. <laughs> they're still at the starting point, just straining. Um, most of the breeders I'm talking to are blaming the atmospheric conditions, possibly a solar storm above the clouds that created static in the atmosphere but no one really knows what that's a wild that you know that's, that's very similar to ex- what i just did it's very specific and then very nobody knows nobody it could be anything we're suspecting each one was individually struck by lightning but it's also they could have all Look, gotten lost it's either i don't fucking know it could be anything or a solar star above the clouds that created static in the atmosphere. Now, it's one of those two. We don't know which. Right, okay. This is risky, because when I put the tags on this episode, this could get us into a very different category of podcast. Okay. What if the sudden interference from 5G towers, right? <laughs> has- okay, I mean has upset the pigeon's natural sense of direction, Connor. Yeah. So now they're all flying to Microsoft headquarters. And and Bill Gates has an army of birds. He's an army... He, now he has an army of birds. He's unstoppable. Like, That's why his wife divorced him. Because she said, I can't deal with these birds anymore, Bill. He said, you're, you're happy to leave. It's, said, if it's you or the birds, I'm choosing the birds. Yeah, I will, I will, I will not give over these birds over my dead body. Uh, and how are the birds getting in here? Windows, Linda. Windows. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and, so, and think about 5G. What does G stand for? Grand. Five grand. 5,000, Connor. 5,000 <laughs> pigeons gone missing. <laughs> Fucking triangle Illuminati confirmed. I don't know if we're going to say it. We'll go on. Sorry, I'm just... I'm really enjoying the pigeon, pigeon racing Wikipedia page because there's a whole section devoted to doping. <laughs> <laughs> I like him when in the horse racing as well they're just like the horse was dope and I'm like he definitely wasn't it was definitely somebody else someone gave it to the horse like my favourite was wasn't there a few years ago where one of the riders was like I didn't know that the horse was like full of drugs I'm like well somebody in your team did because it wasn't you on the drugs it has to be him and in horse racing like other ones I've heard is that like they'll weigh down the saddles before before they go weigh the horse so that uh, oh yeah you know that, that they'd be heavier and their odds are low it's a fucking ridiculous thing <clears throat> but like they're giving the pigeons caffeine they're giving them corticosteroids <laughs> fuck off no <laughs> way what the fuck they're introducing what? anti-doping rules <laughs> ah Jesus Christ how does the pigeon racing turn into the Tour de France I don't know but let's hope there's no maybe it was your one with the cardboard sign she's at she's gonna be at the next race <laughs> she's just every race she was at the start of this one. Five thousand pigeons just flew into the sign. It's a very big sign this time. <laughs> um, so what happens is homing pigeons use the Earth's magnetic field to navigate, but their sense of direction can be distorted by a geomagnetic storm. Sean, 
Oh, like in yes. the movie Geostorm. Like in the movie Geostorm, maybe a solar storm above the clouds that created static in the atmosphere, like Mr. Richard Sires told us. Right, okay. So wait, if it was static in the atmosphere, did it just impact our sense of direction or did it like shock all of the pigeons at once? No, it's just a, it's just their sense of direction. So they just, I, they think 5,000 pigeons are out there just lost. <laughs> just for, forever circling the globe, just like... <laughs> Breeders have seen hundreds of pigeons fail to return to their clubs. They've asked anyone who sees the pigeons <laughs> to help. Any, any identifying markings on the Well, they're <laughs> pigeons, sir. I mean, they say that they have identification rings, but like, who's looking at a pigeon going, what's the fucking ring on that? What's that? Bob? Uh, yeah. Is that fucking Bob? <laughs> How do you read an identification ring on a pigeon? Carefully is the answer. I think but- you'd have to get quite close. Uh, you, yeah, you need to catch. You need to catch the pigeon, like the famous mm. show. Exactly, you need Mut, Mut, or Mutley and all the lads. All the lads. Pigeon racing was contested at the 1900 Olympic Games in Paris. What? Seriously? Yes. There. That's weird. That, like that's not a very good spectator sport. I would say. No, it's it's it. it so, although to be fair, any of those spectator sports, like. If you turn up and you're at one part of the race and then they just all run past you and then it's like, right, well, that's done. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, we'll go home now. It's like the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Like, it's just... But that's designed. Like, it just moves and there's different things all the time. A race is yeah. like a very shit parade. Not to keep it on the Tour de France, but th- those lads are absolutely, like, in Irish terms, booting it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. You, like, yeah, they're not hanging around to wave. Like and they're shit. going about 60, 70 kilometers an hour, just like cycling. And so they came to Ireland a few years ago, and my dad always told the story of everyone lined up for hours to go down and see them, and yeah. they all stood down, and they all just went vroom, and then they were just gone. And you were just like, "Well, that was good, <laughs> right?" Go I'm glad you saw that now. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like that blur that we seen. Um, so. They say something happened to disrupted their navigation abilities that they can't find any of these pigeons. And if we find them, we have to return them. They also say we should give them food, water and a rest before allowing them to continue on their way. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking press report put out by the pigeons being like, ah, yeah, lad, just give us a room and board for the night and we'll, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> Sean, this is the worst day in pigeon racing history and you're taking the piss. I'm I think taking- it's outrageous. Look, I have nothing but respect for the pigeon racing community. You know I don't this. have much respect for the lads that trade them. I have respect for the pigeons, to be fair. Pigeons are doing the hard work. Uh, yeah. It's, quite, it's, it's, it's a pretty messed up hobby when you think about it. Because uh, now 5,000 pigeons have just are lost. Like, what if they had a family back home? It's, the thing about that is is why we're allowed to cover this is they're not dead. They're just lost. That we know about. <laughs> so, so they're just flying. They're just so, flying around someplace. How do you... It was... Were the 9,000 pigeons... Were, were they all belonging to one person? No, it, it's like you have trainers. You'd have a lot of teams. You'd have right, guys so they all let them off like, at once, kind of. It's not one yeah, lad. So which, you turn up... You rock up with your team of five. And you got the five best pigeons that you have. Yeah. And you rock up and then we, ro- we release those five. And if one of those win, you get the money. Oh, cla- oh, so I could get my ragtag team of pigeons together who all come from, like, different upbringings. 
like the, the posh one areas yeah yeah and, and yeah. they don't really get on at first and there's going to be a midpoint in the journey where they really don't get on oh, they and split. then they realize they split and then they realize we're stronger together than we are apart yeah and 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 they're, they're like and there someone is telling him like listen you're meant to just fucking eat chips in a train station and then he's like stop pigeonholing me and they say that's what we call our house and <laughs> and then he goes off to become <laughs> the a race, racing pigeon. you train them you, you train them to form some sort of megazord kind of like legs and arms then they become optimus prime and then they fly through rocket fuel to the finish line and the villain pigeon that they've been fighting against this whole oh, yeah. time hurts his wing at the end and is dive bombing and our hero pigeons dive down and yes. pick him up and carry and, him across the finish line. And they're like, line. we're going to finish together. We're yeah. going to finish this together. And the little at the end villain, of the day, we're all the pigeons. Little villain, the little villain has a little moustache and a little scarf. He's a little evil pigeon, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think this is a movie. Pixar I could do this. Do you think there's a movie about pigeon racing out there? Uh, is there not that movie that had Ricky Gervais that was about the birds? The animated movie? The anime? Oh, Spies in Disguise? No, that's oh not Oh, God, it. I don't know. Uh, was it actually, was it about film. World War II, like owls or something? I there were like, war pigeons during the war. Uh, that, like, you'd send messages by pigeon and shit like that. But I don't know I'm, is the answer. I'm pretty positive there's a movie that has Ricky Gervais in it as a bird. As <laughs> 2007. Bird. Somebody looked that up. Uh, let me have a look there. War Pigeons during World War II. <laughs> yes. Starring Ewan McGregor, Ricky Gervais, Tim Curry. <laughs> this is an all-star cast. It's called Valiant. <laughs> what year? Uh, that came out uh, 2005. Oh, I said 07. That's fair enough. I said 19 right. BC. Tag with the same kind of confidence. <laughs> just like it's so mad because it's a Disney movie, but it's just like five years after the declaration of World War Two, <laughs> three homing pigeon service. <laughs> yeah, I think that was along the same lines of all those animated movies they did for a few years. Always had three characters that were animals. Wasn't there the one where um, wasn't it about a farm and there was like a cow and all that? I can't remember Over what that hedge. was called. No, not Over the Hedge. Although Over the Hedge was one as well, but there was one about a cow. On a, on a or a fire battles on a trip as well this barnyard is, oh, it could be barnyard that's like 04 as well that was two, 2006 so this is this is not movie Monday Sean but this is just us take, reminiscing about old movies that nobody remembers that's what movie Mondays is for <laughs> um, that'll tell uh, anyone listening to this we have a head full of useless information about shit that movies that I've seen when I shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. That's just, it's clogging up like, oh, how do you actually fucking manage a house? Nah, don't need to know that. No, Jim Broadbent <laughs> was in Valiant though. <laughs> um, so, Sean, I was going to go around the world, but we're starting this week right in our backyard. Oh. Now, this is news that, it was news to me. And so I'm assuming it'll be news to you. And I think it's pretty big news for around the world because Ireland... Is under attack, Sean. What? Under attack. Under the, yes. We are a neutral country. People don't tend to attack us, surely, Connor. Yeah, look out your window now. You're under attack. You are oh, under attack from sex-crazed spiders. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> this is an actual headline. <laughs> as Ireland is under attack from sex-crazed spiders, apparently, Sean. Now, I thought you were the man to come to. You're my expert at all things sex-crazed spiders. That's true. Um, 
Sean, what have you heard in the grapevine? What what are we looking to expect here? I, I, I look f- fun times had by all. Uh, <laughs> Dead I, by Snoo Snoo. <laughs> <laughs> Death by yeah, tiny tiny Snoo Snoo. It would seem. <laughs> what kind of spiders are we dealing with? Like, are we talking like a like like a a, a Spider Man situation that it's a human spider? Or are we talking uh, spider, like a spider spider, like in the real world? Spiders the size of your hand, apparently, Sean. Right. Um, now, we have a few patrons from uh, an area of the world that has f- lots of spiders. For example, yes. waffles. We've got Ryan Everton. We've got all of them there, right? Eh? All yeah. the lads. Does New Zealand have I, spiders? I mean, probably. I thought New Zealand was to spiders like Ireland was to snakes. Am I well, correct like, there? Patrick oh, no. turned up. So, Sorry, Shelob was in Lord of the Rings, actually. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair you enough. are correct. <laughs> at, at the end of August, Sean, which is yesterday. Today. <laughs> no, it's yesterday. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, shit. <laughs> oh, I'm so late for so many things. So, what I'm going to say is, this is meant to happen at the end of August. We're already in September, Sean. So, we're it at has war. Already be- yeah, you didn't even know. The war, war clock declared. had already turned up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Ireland faces being invaded by a swarm of sexually aggressive fist-sized spiders. Sean, whew, that they is not chose a the word, you want to say. They chose the word fist there, didn't they? They're fist-sized really sex crazed. <laughs> fist-sized sex crazed. Sex crazed fist-sized spider. Like, is that better than a? How many of them are there? I suppose if it's an attack, like, is it a three hundred scenario? <laughs> Or is it a Dunkirk? <laughs> These ones also apparently go from zero to sixty in one second. What? The fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Look, I I'm just bringing you the news. I didn't even know we were at war, but apparently, as a neutral country, we are at war with sex crazed spiders. How do you fight this? Like, how do you fight a sex crazed spider? This is part. This is surely our last episode. Like, what I mean, it's it, already the start of September. Like, this is the last recording we have. <laughs> what if it ends, like, halfway through and I somehow manage to cut both audio streams together and upload it in time? <laughs> Just magically. Just the no, people the spider does it. <laughs> <laughs> the spider's like, the world needs to hear. <laughs> How much of a threat are these spiders? Like, are they, like presumably they're sex-crazed for other spiders, right? According to experts, Sean, these eight-legged freaks were on the prowl f- are on the prowl for a mate. So the Irish were being advised to keep your eyes peeled as well as your wits about you, which I feel like, how the fuck does either of that piece of information help us in our battle? <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> like, be, yeah, be ready. Be ready for an attack, lads, at any time. <laughs> the thing is, um, they still haven't well, told me what to be wary of about these spiders. Well, I'm, I'm telling you they're fist-sized. I'm telling you they're sex-crazed. I'm yeah. telling you they can all go one to zero to 60 in a second. Look, were you describing a human, I'd be like, fuck, that, that's bad. But it's a spider. So should arrest. Someone should, yeah, we should get to plead, but you can't arrest us. There's no handcuff in the world secure enough mm. for spiders. Yeah. There's, not, there's too many. You need at least <laughs> you'd four run handcuffs. Out. You'd, you'd run out by the time. <laughs> Get a new factory to make more handcuffs. <laughs> the spiders have taken the handcuff factory, sorry. 
<laughs> that's the one place they'd go. <laughs> they know that's what we need. <laughs> they know they have one deterrent and it's having their eight legs bound. <laughs> um, now, I like the fact that they've done a whole report on all the spiders and uh, what they do and normal house spiders and what we have to look out for. But Sean... At the end, it came in clutch because you're thinking, Jesus, like, this is bad. They are, they're really going in on this. But yeah. then they said, they're not dangerous, but they can't give you a nip. <laughs> they have biting fangs. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, a bit of nip action going on. <laughs> <laughs> they are sex crazed, yeah. to be fair. To be fair, lads. Look, if you're into that kind of thing. No, 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 I'm not even going to finish that joke. Mm. Don't, yeah. don't, don't. Like... What? Okay, is this like... This is an actual how, news article that appeared in a newspaper in Ireland. That's what I was going to say. Is this like an actual story? Because it sounds like they found a headline and just said, oh, fuck, that'll be an interesting read. But the spiders no, are I, grand. I, fa- I found this at an actual headline in a newspaper in Ireland in bold writing that we need to watch out for these spiders because we are under attack. Because they said, at war, Sean. At war. At war. That implies there's a, like, the spiders want something from us. Like, they pulled the Winston Churchill on the spiders. We will fight but them. But I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> we will fight them on the, what, what, on the windowsill. Yeah, just wherever, <laughs> like, it, it's not funny because it's just where spiders hang out. <laughs> So what, what do we take out? Do you fancy our chances or as the Irish people as a species, do we just give over the keys to the spiders? That's the thing, because we're not very comfortable <clears throat> with like sex and stuff in this country. So no. I think they'd rock up to Dáil Éireann, the, the, the yeah. Houses of Parliament, if you will, and they'd just knock on the door and like Michal Martin would walk out. He's the leader of the country and there'd just be spiders riding everywhere. And he'd just like... <laughs> He just like he'd go full like Irish dad seeing something he's not comfortable with, and he's like, "Oh, oh, Jez, Jez, oh, oh, God, you don't know where to look." And then he'd like hand over the keys to the one spider who's just like standing <laughs> in front up. of him. In fairness to me, Hall Martin, in that scenario, right. there is nobody on the planet that if you open the door and there was a load of spiders having sex outside, you wouldn't go, what the fuck is going on out here? And turn away. That, well, that's possible. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, look, any member of the, like, of the government of Ireland would do that. And so right. the spiders win. You need We need to... Now elect someone who's not afraid of spiders, <laughs> or not afraid of spiders having sex. Yeah. So <laughs> what's going on? They're there? different. They are different. They are. They are very <laughs> different things. They're very different things, and you don't want someone leaning too far in one direction. No, see, on that that's one. the difficulty. You don't mm. want someone too into it either, because that's, they are also a wild card. You don't want. Yeah, they, oh, they'll take the spider side if anything. Yeah. Uh, I think, look, there has to be some intersection between, like, Jessica Rabbit fans and, like, politicians who aren't afraid of spiders. Like, if we get that Venn diagram, then we're sorted, then we're saved. And if we don't? Oh, it's the Siege of Jadoville all over again. Like, we're going to be airlifted in water. I, I feel like this is the end. I feel like, listeners, you're listening to this somewhere else that is not here in the Emerald Isles. Pray for us, because Pray for us. It, it, this is it. 
Yeah, international listeners, you know nothing about spiders and their danger. <laughs> and war. And war. As Ireland yeah, never gets we, involved in anything. We have it the hardest, let's be honest. <laughs> Look, I just wanted to make you aware that we were at war. I didn't realise it. I'm sure you probably didn't realise it. So I hadn't, no. Yeah. So if you go outside your door tomorrow on your way to work and... You know, there's a lot of spiders in the street up to no good. I want you to be aware that you knew it was happening. That you didn't, it didn't take you by surprise. Because you wouldn't want something like that to take you, maybe just like jump up on you out of the blue. No, no. And you don't want that happening like in front of, in, in, in plain view of everyone. Do you know, just, it, we'd all be distracted. We'd get no work done. Somehow no. I'm embarrassed, but I'm not involved. Then but like I'm embarrassed because I'm here. Yeah, and like you're you're not a spider. I imagine for like a like imagine a regular spider seeing that happening. Like, cause a regular spider, like it's the size of like it's, it's like half an inch across, right? And then they see this monster hand sized spider just going at it with another spider. Like, you're gonna be Stop. you're gonna be traumatized. <laughs> this is the worst season of David Attenborough there is <laughs> I've ever heard. Anyone good with video editing? Just cut that over some scene. It'll be fine. We, we need to get David in. David needs to be flown in in the next flight. Oh, yeah. We'll just get David Attenborough in. Yeah, just he, for the crack. To? What's he up to? 97 years old? He's sitting around. He's doing nothing. <laughs> David, I have something you've never seen before. <laughs> yeah, wildlife in the jungles, Grad. Have you turned up in Dublin when you see spiders riding? You haven't. Come on here now, let's Come on go. <laughs> is it in Dublin or is it just, is it, is it countrywide at this point? I can only assume it's going to start in Dublin and spread. Mm, maybe You not. would dock in Dublin. You would dock in Dublin, would you? <laughs> also, they're, they're coming over from the UK, is that right? No, I, I don't, I don't want to make any claims. <laughs> We've been down that road before, Sean, I don't want to get involved. <laughs> You're staying out of it this time, fair enough. <laughs> um, Dozens. Of men were called yep. to a certain battle during the week, and that battle was the Josh battle. Yeah, and to find this, Josh Prime. This was never going to bypass us here for weird news. We were always going to come to this first because I read that headline. And I thought that's our number one news story of the week. <laughs> um, so I have dozens of men are called to the Josh battle in a field to determine the one true Josh. Sean, what do you know of this story so far? Wasn't there... It originates from, like, a JPEG I've seen on Reddit, which is someone added a bunch of Joshes with the same name all to the same Facebook group Mm. and opened the conversation with, I bet you're wondering why I gathered you all here. (laughs) (laughs) Followed by a list of demands. (laughs) And this was last year. And it was started by a guy called Josh Swain on Facebook. And he basically, as you said, he added a bunch of people into the group. I was just like, this day next year, you have a year to train. Um, <laughs> you're probably wondering why I've, I've gathered you all here. But precisely at the t- on the 24th of April, 2021, at 12pm, we will meet at these coordinates. And then we fight. Whoever wins gets to keep the name. Everyone else has to change their name. You have a year to prepare. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a dumb, amazing idea. It's so dumb that it's just a funny tweet. But then the fact a year later he was like, well, fuck it, we may organise it now. 
This is like 2021's version of the Area 51 raid, (laughs) which is something that by all accounts should not have gone ahead, but it happened anyway. And it's beautiful. (laughs) After setting up the humorous chat, Josh forgot about it until a screenshot of their conversation resurfaced on social media. Realising his plan would actually have to go ahead now, he changed (laughs) the coordinates of the event after choosing the original ones at random, only to discover it was in the middle of a private farm. The battle was opened up to anyone with the name Josh, not just Josh Twain, but anyone, and kicked off at Air Park Green on April 24th. Um, so on April 24th, they all just turned up and went to battle shot. And the roster's been expanded. It's not It's not just Josh, this is hard for me to yeah, say, Josh, Josh Swain. Josh Swain, say that Josh three times. Swain. Say Josh Swain versus Josh Swain. <laughs> Now it's just Josh on Josh action. No, not Josh. Josh Whedon isn't here. Josh. (laughs) Josh. (laughs) Uh, And I, I, this is, it's actually amazing how many people showed up. Like Mm. there's videos of this. The the words they use here is an army of men. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. An army of men bearing the name Josh entered into battle to decide the rightful owner of the name. Reminiscent of the scenes from Star Wars, dozens of Joshes swapped lightsabers for pool noodles and fought to the death to determine the one true Josh. As, I, I like that they used pool noodles and things like that. Wouldn't And look, we wouldn't report on it if this was the case, but wouldn't it be mad... If they actually had proper swords. Like you think Hunger Games style. I'm thinking let them fight. <laughs> yeah I, I think they all turn up in a field. And there's a bunch of weapons in the middle of the field. And then yeah. you hear a countdown. And now you're like okay. Nobody leaves. Until one of us leaves. <laughs> yeah. 400 men enter. One man leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like kissing their families goodbye as they're leaving <laughs> it's something I've got to do Ma <laughs> just don't and stop me we've established on this show before stay away from the man who chooses a grenade as his primary weapon he's too wild card you can't have that he's too wild card because he's, he's willing to put it all into one <laughs> throw <laughs> and I don't want to fuck with that the guy with nunchucks as well stay away from him Cause yeah, because it know, implies he knows how to use them. Anyone who turns up knowing how to use nunchucks immediately goes to the top of the queue of killers. So that's just in the bag. Um, I would go for the guy who picks up maybe a sword. Because the sword looks cool, but normally they wouldn't know how to use it. Exactly, yeah. I think I think they'd, they'd be at a disadvantage with their weapon. I don't think... No guns in this fight. That's a, that's a decided on fact. I mean, that's just no crack. Also, the lad who picks up, like, the mace, um, I'm not sure how to feel about him, because it's neither as terrifying as the nunchucks, nor as hard to wield as a sword, I think. Mm. I, f- I feel like a mace, you can just fucking swing it and you'll do pretty well. You just yourself. swing around your head and hope for the best. Hope for the best, and then slowly lower it onto your own head. <laughs> and, then- and then you stop lowering it as you are dead. <laughs> As you were dead, and now someone else is the main Josh. Now, Spider-Man, Luke Skywalker, and Chewbacca all appear to feature in the <laughs> mass Josh brawl, where one five-year-old came out victorious, Sean. So, what happened was there was a mass brawl. We had to have a winner. 
and the grand yeah. champion was a young child by the name of oh Yusuf. <laughs> what is it actually? Yes. <laughs> Lads. Oh, that, actually, that's like they—they realise they're after all the bloodshed. There <laughs> can be no heap. great Josh. <laughs> He's like the, Yusuf is on top of all the bodies, just being like, "What horror has man wrought?" No, he's in the middle like Thanos, just wiping them out, and they're all hitting each other, and then everyone stops. They're like, "Josh's, he's taking us out. He's the strongest one." He's perfectly coordinated his swings so that when someone like falls over, the body like ends up creating a channel so that people have to approach him from only one angle. Yeah, that's what he's done. And he's also called Yusuf, so he's just in the middle of the Josh fight and he's five years old. And you're not going to take out the five-year-old, really, that's the difference. That's the difficulty. You have to fight the five-year-old. So um, Yusuf Nassar was met with hundreds of cheers from the crowd when he won the siege at the field. One man chanted, He's five, everyone, before the youngster was enthroned with a Burger King paper crown and a, and a WWE title belt and lifted, the, <laughs> lifted it into the air by the crowd. Amazing. I, I know, but I will say... I don't know if the crowd knew he wasn't a Josh. Yeah. You're like, Would Josh, Josh, re- Josh. And he's just keeping a low-key, like, identity. Yeah. Oh, like, how do you approach this as a kid? Like, that kid is eventually going to turn, like, 18. Mm. And he might have a foggy memory of this. Still going to have but the crown you- on, the belt around his waist. He's gone mad with power. Yeah, yeah he's he's become the leader. Um but he, but he just looks himself in the mirror every morning and he knows he's living a lie because he's not Josh. <laughs> I and think he has, has to come to terms with that. Is one of the Joshes has brought their son. <laughs> and he's just like, Yo, you stick to the side. Well, daddy's going to go win this fight. And then during the fight, the father took a fall. And Yusuf decided he was coming into her. Like in a Mulan situation, the father was no longer able to compete. And so Yusuf took his place. I see. I, oh, the fat, <clears throat> the father. Yeah, like last year when this fight was organised, the dad was in great shape. He was training. Yeah. Then over the course of a lockdown, oh, he's become weak and frail. He holds <laughs> the pool noodle and his arm is fucking shaking. And then he's the son looks at him sadly from the doorway. He's five. <laughs> he's five, and he's like, "I will protect China," because uh, he's ju- he's just seen Mulan on Disney Plus, Connor. <laughs> And he's like, Eddie Murphy, you're coming with me. <laughs> We're going to win this fight. And then he rocks up and then he has a fake ID that he paid the mob for. Yeah. And yeah. the guys are just looking at it like, are you really 21? And <laughs> Yusuf is just like, shut up. And then He's like, I'm hardly in. three kids in a trench coat, am I? And they all have a laugh. No, seriously, <laughs> no, why are you three foot tall though? Ah, uh, you, you know us Josh's And then they're like, ah, oh, that's fucking true <laughs> Fuck, he's got us We do know us Josh's That's the one thing we know And then he takes uh, the serum that Wolverine took at the end of mm. Logan Yeah, uh, and just and powers just, up Just yeah. goes beast mode um, Fans took to Twitter to celebrate Yusuf's coronation With even Burger King commenting on the Young Warriors victory Hailing him as a true king so he's been called the true king by even the royalist of kings. That's true. The Burger King himself. The 
Yusuf the Young Warrior sounds fucking amazing as yeah. like, a title. Like that is a like son of a king, great fighter title that they would have had in the Middle Ages. One person said people are awesome, and I think this is a very wholesome. There's two different tweets I had here, and one of them um, is really wholesome, and then the other one shows the power of Twitter that is just very funny. Because right. I have one person said people are awesome. All these grown ass adults showed up to just screw around, and they just noticed there was a kid there, so they decided to give the kid the best day of his little life. Oh, right? Oh, great. Which, Heartwarming. Where's this going? <laughs> to which one person responded, Oh no, he beat the shit out of them, I'd say. <laughs> he destroyed those grown men. Mentally, think, emotionally. Yeah, he was, he was like throughout the whole thing going, Hey Josh, your wife's cheating on you, Josh. Your wife's cheating. Oh, what's that? Oh, you have a boyfriend. He doesn't fucking like you, Josh. Oh, he's done like prep time. Like he he hasn't spent a year training. He spent a year gathering information about all of his opponents. Do you remember in fifth grade when you couldn't climb over that uh, tree and then your pants fell down? They were not laughing with you. They were laughing at you, Josh. And they were laughing. Remembers, at you. Josh. <laughs> I remember. I wasn't even born until two thousand and sixteen, but I remember. <laughs> the, uh, the like. This is was some, uh, it was a conversation I used to have with someone I used to work with that once every year, every adult should get together and just play a big game of hide and seek. Okay. Wouldn't that just like relax everyone? It's like the purge, but hide and seek. I, I feel like it's not a better game than hide and seek because tip the hide can. and seek. T- does tip the can translate internationally? <laughs> What's I, that it's called? very simple rules. But it's definitely not the international name for it. No, we, we call it tip the can, which is... Can you explain the rules of tip the can? Right, so there's a can or... <laughs> there's any, anything. Anything. It's usually a lamppost. It was a lamppost on my street. Um, and uh, yeah, someone, everyone, there's one person who's it and people are running around. If you catch... If, if you get caught by the person who's chasing, uh, you have to go to the lamppost or the can and keep your hand on it um but if someone who isn't if someone who's just running about <laughs> tips the can they free everyone and they can yeah. run about again yeah so um, what happens is so someone's on you all go hide the person leaves the can and say he turns to the left and you're standing there behind the two of you get to sprint back to the can and whoever gets there first if he gets there first you're caught but if yeah. you get there first, then you're free and you get to go back out and hide again. So, but if there's been four or five people caught already, they get to sit out and you're like the fifth person, you're the last person. You make the sprint back, you get there first, you free everyone, everyone goes and hides again. It's yeah, a big it massive circle. <laughs> it's great. It, it works best with, I, I don't know if it'll work with like 30 people because I think... <laughs> The odds are really against one person there. No, I think you'd have to start with three people holding the can. Oh, that's good. I like that. Mm. It's like it's kind of like a cops and robbers kind of thing. There's also, by the way, they set up a Josh versus Josh versus Josh dot com website that counted down the minutes until the battle commenced. Was Josh versus Josh taken? <laughs> yes. Fuck. Who's taken Josh versus Josh versus Josh dot com? Josh I'm assuming Josh the minutes Josh are zero at the minute. 
It's zero at the minute, but it just, it just has the coordinates, a picture of some mountains, and the word soon. <laughs> this is where the internet should be used. This is the best thing on the internet in a long time, man. I'm really happy this exists. Unfortunately, um, it has been copied because uh, another Facebook user named Matthew Fox has already proposed a battle of the maths in 2022. I, look, I don't think the second one that would be as good. Like, the magic of this one is that it's fucking weird that this happened. Yeah. I don't think you can pick and shit. Like, I don't think you can do it again. I don't think you should do it again. Who do you think's the strongest name? Sean. No, definitely uh, Karen. not Sean. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> they all refuse to take part. <laughs> a, who's a strong name? <laughs> what I want, you know what I want? <laughs> Go on. I want someone else who's called Dwayne Johnson to set up a Facebook group. <laughs> Dwayne, the Dwayne Johnson fight. <laughs> And then the next day we have the Dave Batista fight. That's it. And then afterwards we have the mass Dwayne and Dave funeral. <laughs> and it's just the two of them like, they just kept coming. We're too nice, but we told them to stop attacking us. But we can't, if we lose, that's our Hollywood game over. <laughs> so, Sean, we're going to have to move on from the Josh fight. But that has taken place. It's a great day. In the, everyone mark down this day in April. That, that From now on, this will be known as Josh Day. And the five-year-old will have to defend his crowd, I'm assuming, in 12 months. Oh, do you think there's a, he's like the reigning champion and now he has to defend that title? I think they'll start a pay-per-view business, yes. Okay, well, looking, for, looking mm. forward to the him versus McGregor fight that everyone <laughs> clamours for. On to our next piece of news and you (laughs) you seen me throw this into the document maybe seven minutes ago yeah and that is this is a big news story here in Ireland but not big anywhere else in the world no but it's hilarious to us (laughs) so here's the thing sometimes we have stories that are only funny to us and it's trying to convey to the people why it's funny to us and so many years ago um, there was a little video with a man called Rory McSorley. And I say man, but he was being interviewed in the schoolyards in 2015 when Ireland was experiencing a bit of icy weather. A bit of, a bit of cold had set in. It was the winter months. Yeah, it was about and two inches of snow and the country shut down. And so the news reports go out to the schools for some reason. You know, like that last story on the news when they're like, murder, murder, robbery. Now we go to a school where they're going <laughs> to interview the kids about like, the fact that it's cold. Yeah, and it's, it's to, I suppose, lighten the mood at the end of it. And this, this young man lightened the fucking mood of the country for ages. <laughs> so, so he has a very thick Derry accent which is in Northern Ireland which has a very much a different accent to ourselves um, it's it's something to behold yeah if, if you want I can I do have the clip ready to go here Connor I mean if you can pick that up on the microphone so he they ask this I can only assume so 2015 he's 24 now so six years ago he's 18 or 17 yeah, in the clip. I think he was doing his exams at the time and they ask him, what do you think of the cold? I think is the question. That's and his it. response is this. So. Well, the demolishers we had to go anyway. We hadn't much a choice in the matter, but sure. It's a cold. It's a cold journey to school this morning. Oh, good. You wouldn't belong getting frost, but... It's- and that's it. Now- <laughs> a man was made. 
<laughs> if you didn't understand that, that's absolutely fine. Because half the people didn't understand it either, right? Even we didn't understand it for the first go around. But what he had said was, you wouldn't be long getting frostbite. Yeah, the, the past tense of frostbite. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be long getting which, frostbite. Which is not a verb, I must stress that. And you know how things just go viral? This yeah. man became a superstar in these lads just for that stupidity. Um, and he's been living off it ever since. But viral sensation, Frostbit Boy, was in a bit of trouble this week, Sean. <laughs> this is a fucking ludicrous story. This is one of the situations where I read this story because it got sent to my phone by our national broadcaster. <laughs> Somehow he's still famous. He's still just getting into so, scrapes. So, so this man, he's known as Frostbit Boy. He's 24 now. And he's had a terrifying ordeal off the Irish coast that for some reason has brought him back into our <laughs> lovely lives. He's been in retirement for six years, just not getting long, getting frostbite. It's just Ireland has this thing where people will become famous for the stupidest of reasons and then they'll keep cropping up because it'll be mm. the, oh yeah, that lad. There was a fellow, a fellow, a fella on the Thai show one year. Uh, who really liked clocks. And Pe- about- People don't know what the Thai show is, Sean. It's a show, basically, the most successful, most watched talk show in the country around Christmas time every year. It just turns into literally three and a half hours of advertising. And they show yeah. all of the ties you can get. And it's actually gas crack. We all have a bit of fun with it. But there was one child on it and he really liked clocks. And he wanted to be a horologist when he grew up. And so every couple of years, RTE, the national broadcaster, just checks back in with this dude. <laughs> See, like, you still into, into clocks and all? <laughs> because nothing happens here. Not nothing. Gas. So, um, so he, went to become, he went on to become an internet star all over Ireland, Sean. But his name is most recently in the headlines for his audacious attempt to swim to a lighthouse that left him dangerously hypothermic. <laughs> which <laughs> Nearly is quite ironic. You, <laughs> you wouldn't be long. So Max Orley, now 24, had to be saved four kilometres from the shore after he got into difficulty out at sea on a beach near Inch in County Kerry. Yes, there's a place called Inch. Let's not get into it. Um, if you want to go there, you may as well take a mile. <laughs> The internet star was first internet star. The man did nothing, but (laughs) was first reported missing at around 8am on Sunday after his clothes and shoes were found on the shore by a walker. Rory was found by the RNLI a whole 12 hours later at quarter past eight that night, surrounded by a pod of dolphins, (laughs) Sean. (laughs) Yeah, hey, just come to check this dude out. It's the internet guy. <laughs> they, they knew themselves. Dolphins are very smart. Very smart. Like, Dolphins hell, have Wi Fi. That's that's the frostbite lad. Fucking hell, let's get going. Um, speaking to the Irish Independent yesterday, after his release from the university hospital, um, he tagged those who found him. The dolphins, I can only the assume. <laughs> it's like sound lads, I really appreciate that. If, if you think of this quote as him talking about the dolphins, it gets better because he says, they're very professional professional and very slick. <laughs> Fucking hell, fair fucks. <laughs> Fucking hell, you can't, can't grasp onto those dolphins for loving their money. Uh, I have to say, they aren't like doctors or paramedics. Paid professionals. They're volunteers. 
Fair play to them. Yeah, fair play to the lifeboat lads. Do you know what? Do you know what, lads? Good on ye. <laughs> and so they, they wrapped me up in blankets and took my body temperature and everything and then just rushed me into the hospital. So what happened was he went to go swim out in the Irish Sea, which, by, first of all, bad idea. Just oh, straight away. Yeah, it's it, it's wild. Like, first of all, it's, it's all, freezing. It's never, it's never calm. Even even in August, it is fucking freezing. He, oh, it's it's perishing. Like, and he he just tucked an ocean to swim into a lighthouse. But he's somehow in Kerry, which is the far end of the country, which has a completely different accent. So th- I'd like to see Derry and Kerry, which everywhere in Ireland this is just called something E or R Y. No, no <laughs> I, but I, I went to school with twins named Derry and Kerry. Uh, you did not. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> It'd be fucking good, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, so, um, like, so, he, I think he, he gets was, down I, to Derry. Yeah, he, Kerry. He gets down to Derry. Uh, sorry, Kerry. Um, and then he decides he's going to go for a swim off the beach. And he does it in the middle of the night. And then he must just get swept out four kilometres out into the ocean. Um, while he's there after the dolphin ordeal now did the dolphins bring him to safety or were they about to eat this man alive is the real question I think look the circling is menacing Um, very famous dolphin in Kerry actually recently has gone missing Um, he's been the same dolphin for a couple of decades it's his family and like maybe they're looking for maybe Fungi Fungi is the name of the dolphin we all know the dolphin (laughs) (laughs) I love with no context. <laughs> no context. It's fucking lunacy. There's like a Thai show. There's a Thai show. There's Derry. There, you know, there's there. a Frostbit boy. Okay, right. It's just, I like how anyone else listening to this in the world is like, what the fuck goes on there? This, this makes no sense to anyone who's not us. But like, the the dolphin went missing ages ago, like a couple of months ago. We're all pretty convinced that he's dead at this point. Um, so. Unless those four dolphins, they're like the successors and they need, they need to now fight it out to be the, the peak dolphin. And this lad is now the judge. As another weird like Irish cultural icon, Rory needs to decide who the next fungi is. And, and, <laughs> and, and the most the best irony is in his interview, he was like, it was only a matter of going to the hospital to heat up a bit, as I was a bit cold. <laughs> Other than that, I was fine. Um, and so it was reported that he was dangerously hypothermic, but he insisted that the only thing that was stressing them out is everybody else panicking. So he said, <laughs> I just jumped in and that was it. I saw the lighthouse out in the water and I said, right, I'm going towards that. I wouldn't have got into start with if I didn't know I was I wasn't going to be grand. <laughs> it's a classic Irish mentality. Just like, no, I'm grand. Like I'm fine. <laughs> so no, you were dangerous. You were dangerously <laughs> close to just everything in your body shutting down. Sure, I wouldn't have got in if I couldn't handle it. <laughs> he said, I saw these black tails in the water and I wasn't sure were they dolphins or sharks. <laughs> <laughs> but I was grand either way, like <laughs> I just thought to myself, maybe it wouldn't have been the worst idea to maybe have Google this place before I jumped in. <laughs> That's going through his mind. Imagine that was your last thought. Fucking should have double checked this one, lads. Oh, even a Yahoo, even oh, a quick Yahoo would have saved me a load Jeeves. of time. Jeeves would have been Fuck. enough. I should have asked him. 
Just uh, are there sharks in this ocean? Maybe. Oh, fuck Jeeves, you're fucking useless. <laughs> they wouldn't have done any harm to me. I had no problem with them at all, he said. <laughs> we were great. They're a great bunch of lads. <laughs> Apparently the first thing he said to the paramedics was, I'll not have to pay for this, will I? <laughs> for, for the lifeboat. <laughs> Another classic Irish mentality. If, What's this going to cost If I do, me? fucking leave me here. I'd rather ride one of the dolphins back. I take me chances that way, lads. <laughs> Just so he gets in. Oh, oh, sorry, I've no cash. Oh, can you stop playing it? He literally finished his article like he's Jet Li because he says, "Was I frightened? Fear is all in the mind." <laughs> fine but like were you <laughs> like the interviewer is like trying to get anything out of this lunatic like were you frightened and he he's in a weird place because he knows he's a celebrity so he's yeah. like playing it cool and he's like you can't seem scared fear is all in the mind love fucking yeah. nothing wrong with me but your body nearly went you're like you're dangerously close to hypothermia like does that uh, not- you wouldn't be long getting frostbite is that what you want me to say he's just like ready for the media circus <laughs> just like he has a pre-recorded on a tape recorder and he just he's got it back out. out the old shirts to sell them you wouldn't be long getting just selling at my website lads yeah um, it's just rory.com <laughs> frostbite, frostbite. <laughs> um, for anyone who hasn't seen that video just go watch that seven second video um or whatever it is on youtube um, yeah, just like Google the word frostbit. And you wouldn't, you'll understand why this is funny of just what the kid looks like when he first says it. Because um, like, he, he looks, come. No, I was, the, the subtitle, like the auto-generated subtitles that YouTube can get, it will not keep up with what that man is saying. So just <laughs> do your best. And I've been keeping a bit, I think the word is stub. I've been keeping a bit to myself about what stub. we're opening with with this week because Connor, we had a relationship we, based on trust. We and you we just do demolish that. We do, and we've also covered a lot of people that have had relationships based off trust with oh. many different beings. I would say souls. inanimate objects, souls. I would say, Sean, so spirits. What of what of our oldest and most lovable characters was um, a lady. From Ireland, actually, who was yeah. married to an 800-year-old pirate ghost. And yes. it was a lovely time. Now, we've covered Beautiful. Amethyst Realm multiple times. This is not about Amethyst Realm. But I'm setting the scene, Sean, because we're going back into that world. Oh, we're because going back we into have pirate ghosts? Woman claims that her ghost lover is now ghosting her. <laughs> Oh, there's so there's so many levels of buy-in that you have to have for that story. Because it's not just like, oh, the ghost is ignoring her. Like ghosting is when you text he's someone. Takes, he's left her, her on, on red. left her on scene, left her on red, yeah. yeah. And th- so the ghost has a phone? And she has a phone number to contact the ghost. Well, the ghost is ghosting her, Sean. But the fucking the ghost has because the ghost because <laughs> oh okay Go on. so because so is she in a long distance relationship with this ghost? 
A woman who claims she is in love with the ghost of a Victorian soldier says that he's now giving her the silent treatment. <laughs> silent treatment. After she went to the media about their romance, Sean. So, he's not a right. man for the limelight. He's not someone that just wants that clout. He doesn't want it. And she's okay. gone there and she's betrayed his trust. So, timeline of events here is that she gets in... Well, sorry, first of all, a man is a soldier in Victorian times. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen that picture on Twitter where, like, the guy has, like, the really small domino that leads to the massive domino? Yes. Like, it's, it's, it's guy is soldier in Victorian times leads to woman gets ghosted by ghost. So he dies in the Victorian times. Yeah, she... so he's dead, Sean. He's, he's dead. He's dead. His, his yeah. body is dead. His physical body is dead, Connor. Mm-hmm. But the spirit survives. Yeah. Uh, and then... Hundred, I don't know when the Victorian times were. Hundreds of years later, uh, a woman contacts a ghost and not to the level that they're in a relationship quite yet, but they're just texting at the minute. So... And you're going to like this even more, Sean, because this all came about from two of our favourite residents involved in any ghost story, Scozers and Halls. So, (laughs) Oh, why are they always the first to break the supernatural news? Was this a Halloween thing? Was this still a Halloween? I think Philip Schofield just is really interested in this shit on this morning, but he won't say anything. He's always like pretending like, oh yeah, this is weird. He's like, get the fucking ghost wife. Get her in. Do we have a contact number for her? He's just going around to all the researchers every morning. God, it wasn't bad when we had that ghost story the other week. (laughs) Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, guys. (laughs) I want to have another chat. So, what's happened here? There's a lot to unpack here, Sean. We got to get through all of this and you're the man for it. That's fair. Before we do that, though, can I just clarify? Scozers and Holly, they're from a TV show called This Morning, which airs in the UK, but also airs simultaneously in Ireland. Morning chat show. Think Good Morning America. Uh, but not in America yeah and they do very light hearted stories but then sometimes they're like I've been homeless for seven years that's it sometimes (laughs) they go hard and sometimes they have like oh this politician was involved in a scandal here's everyone involved but then it's like Susan has a new recipe for eggs (laughs) let's have a chat with Susan Susan wraps them in sausage meat because Susan is class (laughs) my cars (laughs) (laughs) so there is an awful lot to unpack here right but what's happened is singer Brocarda, um, just one name, like Cher, lives in Oxfordshire and claims to have been in a relationship with a spectre called Eduardo, Sean. Oh, um, that famous now Victorian though, name. Now, though, he's taken the hump after she went public about her affair <laughs> and isn't talking to her. He's taken the hump. <laughs> Very petty ghosts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they get a bit angsty it's like fuck off get over yourself is really the case here yeah build a bridge and fuck off um, she explained I mean I truly feel like I'm being ghosted by a ghost I mean that's that's the headline that's your, She's that's your that tagline headline. right there yeah like Eduardo seems furious with me since I've gone public with our romance he's gone completely cold I mean Jesus he Christ, has been he was... dead for Hundreds of years, yeah. Like and, and like, uh, 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 is a soul cold? 
that's a deeper question than I intended to ask on Weird News Wednesdays, I grant you. But and, and I suppose Victorian times, a lot harder to heat up the house. So he would have been naturally cold even at his time. That's it. They were eating Irish salads all day. Uh, <laughs> they barely had a piece of lettuce, Sean. Oh, they, they used to share it between them, like Charlie Bucket's family. <laughs> <laughs> um, usually his presence surrounds me with a warmth, but now a cold breeze follows me around the house. It is, Can it, it is, is it November. Not, yeah, is it not fucking telling that we've just moved into like autumn winter time? No, but it was really warm a few months ago, and now he doesn't like her anymore, and because it's cold. Well, those summer romances, you know, they never Ooh, last. They never know? last. We've all He's seen five hundred days of summer, presumably. <laughs> just can I just say? Yeah. This next line caught me off guard. There. <laughs> okay, here we go, audience. He's costing me a fortune in heating. <laughs> <laughs> Is this some elaborate play to get fuel allowance? (laughs) Think about that. Like, he's costing me a fucking fortune. I'm heating up the house non-stop. I'm freezing. How cool is it? It, Like, even with a fire roaring and the thermostat on full blast, it's like the Antarctic in here. I've had the resort to sleeping in a ski suit and a bubble hat. I think (laughs) you have anemia, probably. Your extremities get cold all the time. You can't seem to warm. It's all coming together. <laughs> Maybe she turned into Mr. Freeze. I've seen that movie. That could happen. Like, but then that's like, that's even a, like, you know, let's say, look, let's imagine that yeah. ghosts are real for a second, right? And oh, I'm, there, I'm right there. Didn't take much. <laughs> he's, he's already on board. I'm Perfect. all in. Uh, and look, if you believe in ghosts, that's fine. I don't. It's not uh, fine. And that's also fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm flip flopping. <laughs> I'm if, coming hard either way. If you were in a regular relationship with someone, right, and you shared a house together, and yeah. your presence made them cold and miserable, but you just stuck around being a stooky prick for no reason, then. That's a bad relationship and you should just get out of it. Regardless of love or ghost or anything like that. <laughs> regardless of love or ghost. That's it. Not regardless. Not. And you can put that on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I was to throw in ghosts into the mix there, Sean, does that change it slightly? Should we be more or less prone to having a cold relationship at that stage? I No, I think if a ghost is... We've all seen examples of when ghosts ghost relationships have been class uh number one ghost with patrick Sway with, with fathering swayze he <laughs> was sitting right there of course i was like where which one is he going is he going to pull one out it's ghost it's ghost it's definitely ghost but that number doesn't two. end happy though it does the ghost sense well well i suppose mm. uh dear john i've not read or seen it uh <laughs> Casper never got lucky, so we can't use him. No, he um, can't. No, Casper's a child ghost. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying, Sean. I never gave an opinion either way. Well, friendship saying. is a friendship is a suitable relationship to you have. You know what? Uh, yeah, the little vampire, uh, <laughs> Bride of Frankenstein, uh, mannequin. I don't know if that was a ghost, there's, but it was fucked up. Sean, there's an unsettling vibe everywhere. She says it feels like death. Or maybe I'm just dead to him. Oh, fuck. 
But oh, now what fuck. you're doing is you're basing your entire self upon the opinion of this of- dead Victorian soldier ghost. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm entirely correct you, in what I just you said. You have more self worth than that, okay? Yeah. Just, Here's a fucking thought. You're alive. Yeah. All Come right. Come on, Brocardi. Think yeah. about it. You're I, your own person. That's it. Because if he like he's a fuck like the, this Victorian ghost, clear like he clearly fucked up because he's dead. Right now, granted, most people from the Victorian times not around anymore. But I would argue... Most people. Put that on his tombstone. <laughs> Most people from the Stone Age times. Not around. I'm willing to admit that. I'm willing to admit that right here, yeah. right now. Okay. But, Strong like, stats. He, the, the ghost seems to be kind of like... A bit, a, bit, a, bit, a bit of a choosing beggar, if you will. Because you've managed to find a connection with one person who can speak to spirits... And you're taking the hump because she told people about this. Well, she went down this morning to share her experience of Eduardo. But she says, I don't think he approved. As the words... <laughs> I'm gone. Appeared in the steam on the shower door that evening. Wow. But, 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 but surely, then, if he's gone, then your heating issues are solved. <laughs> yeah, he's left. It yeah. doesn't matter then at that stage. Just recoup the losses based on the ski suits. Coming into ski I suit love, season. I love the fact that this ghost is like, no, nah, I'm going to wait till she has a fucking shower and then I'm making a point well, of yeah. putting a message on the mirror. What a prick move as well. Like, it, it's like breaking up with someone over text. Yeah. Do you? I got broken up with over text, actually. That was a funny thing happened when I was 14. And you know the reason I got broken up with? It was because I never responded to texts. <laughs> I love the, the idea of like you tapping your head like I've been thinking about... Dumb, I'm outsmarted this. All yeah. together. Can't get broken up with by text if I never text. <laughs> I just... No, I had a really bad phone for texting at the time. So I just never did it. And you had like I woke a can up. and a string. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just running across the county. And uh, I woke up on St. Stephen's Day and I had a message from four days ago. <laughs> oh my God. You thought at Christmas you were still together. I thought oh, it was safe. No. Yeah. Did yeah. you get a Christmas present? I suppose you're 14. Did. You did not. I did. I, got, uh, I think it was a necklace. No, I think it was like from a Argos necklace? or something. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, like a tenor necklace. <laughs> uh, 20, I'll have you know. <laughs> it's diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> Quote unquote diamonds. Uh, oh. But yeah, then she went back to Victorian times. So we were, we were all square in the end. Yeah, well, yeah, she was a ghost. The, the, yeah, yeah. She didn't have Facebook and nobody could ever contact her. Like, she was Facebook. a girlfriend from over in Spain. Like. <laughs> she was in Spain. <laughs> Sorry, nobody, that's another good joke. I love, no, I love the classic of she doesn't like photos being taken and then her family yeah, you, doesn't you let her have Facebook. You, you wouldn't know. She doesn't have email or Facebook or yeah. actually anything. Um, yeah, she's not real, actually. I made her up. Not, uh, no, no, I didn't. Did I say that? Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> shit. Sometimes I just feel so, so trapped by masculinity that I have to make these things. Oh, shit. So it, it, here's the take, right? So she gets the I'm gone message. And I think at that yeah. point, it's over. I mean... This is the end of the story. He's put I'm gone in the mirror. It would take yeah. a very weak-willed individual to come crawling back after doing the I'm gone message. Because, I mean, you're gone. Just stick by you're, your by your claims. Yeah, if you if you say, like, 
say what you mean, mean what you say. Mm. Uh, and, like, can they only communicate through writing on bathroom mirrors or have they had full conversations? Worryingly, the ghoul has also apparently become physically violent with her, Sean. Now, I oh, don't like, dear. And we we don't that, like this. this. Getting rough. She continued, I could sense his anger. I felt myself being pushed across the room. And he's also pushed chairs in front of me on several occasions. Oh, fuck. Oh, yes. fuck. Still those like chairs were also there when she started walking. But at the same time, they moved. And she was ro- watching Risky Business at the time. I've tried to communicate with him via candlelight, but he no longer flickers the flame. It just blows out, Sean. <laughs> I would well, actually. That's a fairly good indication of an actual ghost, right there. <laughs> that's pretty good. Unless I just think she always has a window open. <laughs> like the, the just a drafty house. Out. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cold. It is. The uh, like just get some weather sealing. Uh, you know, mm. get your get your windows replaced. But like, it, like how do you break up with a ghost? How would you break up with a ghost? By text? How would I break? <laughs> um, you'd have to text them. Um, no, I, maybe email? Message them on Bebo? Just oh, yeah. oh, a dead platform. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Good uh, thing AOL. you can't ever see it. <laughs> <laughs> I sent the message. It's up to them to find it. It's, it's out That's in the ether somewhere. Then you left him on red. Exactly. And so he'll take the hint. Red yeah. rum! <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, Brocarda, after all this, Sean, we've ha- we've talked about this horrible situation. This poor woman, she is, she's being broken up with by a ghost. And here's the thing. Halloween was, of course, a few days ago. Yes. And that means she made one desperate play. Now, this is an article written on Saturday. So, we don't October know exactly 30th. how Halloween went, but we know this was the plan. So, she says, Brocarda added Halloween is like Valentine's Day for spirits so she's going mm. to try and win him back shot and she says she's going to write a song and perform it to Eduardo on the evening of Halloween first of all okay. I'm going to light a hundred candles and scatter rose fire petals <laughs> much I of a fire even, hazard I may even cook him some typical Victorian dishes to win back his heart oh goody boiled hen <laughs> Maybe some sheep's trotters or a boiled calf's head. <laughs> That's do you know actually Okay This is lunacy. This, this it's is absolute. absolutely crazy. I, I did walk into my granddad's kitchen once and there was half a sheep's head in a pot boiling. Uh, oh fuck off. He also had crew beans which are pig's trotters and you like eat the thing off of them. I grew up in a very Mm. Oh, I grew up in the Victorian times, essentially. Yes. Uh, but, like, the idea of writing the song, preparing the meal, like, it, it, I think by this point, surely you've gone beyond the point where you could win this ghost back. <laughs> I think, I think this show has gone too far. This woman is yeah. talking, like, this is an article I think is so fucking crazy that I don't think we can fully kind of envelop ourselves around like dive like dissecting it. It's no. just there's a lot going on. I mean, she's lighting candles, she's singing songs. 
that, like, isn't it fucked that there's like a global climate discussion happening as we speak and we're chatting about this shit it's important John because yeah, I know what you're thinking right sheep's trotters boiled calves head lovely sound num 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 wrap it around an egg um, but <laughs> throw it out a car if you want she says she has a problem though Sean she might not be able to find those things in a local supermarket so she comes up with a genius solution if not oh. I'll have to stick to something more simple like a stew or a soup although I fear they will pass right through him which I have t- thoughts on that, Sean. What are yours? I'd like you to go. I'd like you to go in on that, Connor, because I'm fascinated like, about what you think. I think the idea is that if Stu is going to go through you, I would wager that no matter what kind of calf's head you got, it might also hit the floor upon him eating it. Is her logic there that like a soup and a stew is more liquidy? It's hard uh, to liquid. clean up when she just like throws it into a fucking random piece of the room. <laughs> oh, fucking I have to wash it all That's up. A, you've raised a very good point there, is a what's to play here? Because do you just like <laughs> set two places at the table and just wait for the ghost to arrive? Uh, or do you feed the ghost the lamb's <clears> head, <throat> you know? Uh, yeah, is it, is it you leave the knife and fork like just on the plate? And just kind of leave it there and then you go back to your own meal? Or are you chopping up the pieces of meat and be like, well, he can't hold the knives and forks. And then just like fucking the That's pieces yeah. of meat across well, the room. He's well able to move a chair by all accounts. And write, and write words on a mirror. Yeah, so he could pull out his own chair, sit down, pick up the knife and fork, eat the food and then spit it right in her face. <laughs> say, Fuck you, bitch. This should never have gotten public. I'm a Victorian soldier. <laughs> just a big massive mirror comes floating in and he just starts like hawing on it and just writing a big breakup text to her. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. But it's definitely you, you crazy fucking bitch. I was in peace for 200 years and you fucking woke me up for this shit. <laughs> um, either way, I'll be sure to get the drinks in. He seems like the kind of ghost who would enjoy a glass of port. I mean, this kind of... I think there's an underlying situation there that we probably shouldn't get into. Um, Port is kind of a, a rich man's drink, though, as well. I don't know if a soldier in Victorian times would have been afforded such a thing. Yeah. Mead? You could do a um, mead or an ale, I would say. <laughs> okay. Not to tell you how to live your life here. Right? Not at all. Not at all. We all like a port. Um, obviously, she understands that Manny won't understand what she's on about, Sean. So... She's aware of the fact that this is bullshit, but also yeah. the woman's in love. Woman is in love, but like at the same time, I just don't know how fulfilling a relationship that could be. Like, not even in terms of like physicality or anything like that, but just like if like if if this ghost gets pissed off about you telling people that you're in a relationship with a ghost, like that's that that that's not healthy. She also finishes the article by saying, I don't think any man should control your emotions or decisions, even a ghost. Sean, how much of how much irony is in that sentence? <laughs> I, I would say that's a full thousand pound weight of irony <clears throat> right there. I, it's quite a lot because I would go so far as to say this whole woman's identity is based off this fucking ghost. Yeah, and like... 
is it, not even identity, but like feelings of self-worth. And look, and, and, and that's a problem in relationships and that shouldn't be the way that things are. But she seems, and, and people can be aware of this, but also generally those people aren't in ghost relationships. So you can just tell the ghost to fuck. Like hire, it, and, look, and look, if you buy into the whole ghost thing, hire someone to get the ghost out of your house. Burn some sage. You know, I, uh, I also have, don't leave a hundred candles surrounded by rose petals. That's another thing I wanted to say. <laughs> but just imagine, right? Hundred candles, mm. rose petals, fucking big calf head on the table, fucking strumming away on the guitar, having a sounds like you're summoning a demon, Connor. No, I'm strumming away, having a guitar, guitar sing song, big calf right, head on the table, candles everywhere. It's fucking freezing cold. All the candles are flickering. The windows are all open. But she's fucking playing away. She's singing. She's loving life. She has a few mirrors around the place. She's blowing on it, writing a load yeah. of messages. I love you. You're the best. You're number one. All that kind of stuff. I mean, any ghost would be proud to walk into that and think, you know what, maybe I've made mistakes. Maybe this is the relationship for me. I don't know that every ghost would be satisfied with that. Uh, there are some ghosts that I wager just want to cause chaos. Casper. Uh, Casper. Ka- Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Richie Rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richie Rich. He's uh, not dead. <laughs> fucking. Those comics came out in like the 60s, dude. Come on. Macaulay <laughs> <laughs> Culkin is like, very much alive. Yeah, and he's doing great for himself. And his brother is in secession, uh, which looks very good. Yeah, Kieran Culkin uh, from Scott Pilgrim. Uh, oh, yeah. no. Um, uh, Sean, how do we get this woman's love life back on track? Is there is it too late? How do we get this Victorian man back on board? Or are we tr- are we still trying? See, because I think this is like... Are we on his side? I don't think we're on his side. I don't like this man, first of all. I'm going to come out and say that. Uh, I think she deserves better. Um, and this is like me drunk talking does. to her. You deserve better. <laughs> um, I don't think she does. No, but like I think like you have to segue this into a meet cute kind of scenario. So oh. you know, there's there's a lot of story, a lot of rom coms out there where there's a girl and a guy together, uh, and then there's also the best friend uh, who really likes the girl. But is respecting boundaries. But then the girl is like, oh, this guy's a prick. And imagine that scenario, but this and the best friend is an amateur ghost hunter. Okay. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So you hit up the local paranormal society and you're like, look, I have a problem. Who am I going to call? I said to myself. Yeah. Uh, and My then. Local they, paranormal activity group. Local paranormal activity group. Exactly. They're on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you get someone over. Happens to be, oh, say, six foot Irish wearing glasses with a beard. Uh, just if I were to pick a description of a man. And they're the most charming, impressive person anyone's ever met. And now you have a shared interest in defeating ghosts together because you've been burned in the past. Yeah. And he uh, makes scotch eggs in his spare time. You know? <laughs> Can I just say I would love for you to get with this woman. <laughs> I think it's a match made in heaven. I, t- I think it'll last maybe a day. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But that's my experience <laughs> with most people, let's be honest. Yeah, that, that's a bit, I've stuck around for quite too, too long, Sean. I'm contractually <laughs> obliged to be here. Everybody else that's just it. kind of leaves. Just in terms of, like, a fucking side hustle, we're tied together for life. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Um, Sean, I think this woman, I think she's going to find love again. And I feel like this whole singing, I think he'd be mad to turn her down. I think this Victorian ghost and her are going to make it. Um, they might get married. Um, mm-hmm. I think, although there might be a scene where she runs out of the wedding with the wedding dress still on and gets with the paranormal activity man. That, that, I, I can see that happen. happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, it is... Now, look, the season does come into it again, both for her being cold, and also there's a particular time of year when three ghosts tend to show up, Connor. <laughs> Do you think... <laughs> She's like, don't get jealous. i visit my three guys. Tonight. Yeah, I'm going to hang out with my three guy friends. <laughs> They're just guy friends. Okay. They're gonna come over. They'll come over during it's the all night, night and they'll just tell me some stories. Yeah, it's gonna be all night. Don't worry about it. Well, it's a Christmas Eve. Yeah, I don't want to spend time with you. I got plans. I got plans. I'm busy. It's a work night out. Uh, work <laughs> night. Out. Um, Sean, I think we need to move on to our next piece of news. A Russian man who joined a boy band competition show on <laughs> Chinese TV on a whim quickly regretted his decision as he has finally been released from his ordeal after making it all the way to the final. So, Vladislav Ivanov, a 27-year-old part-time model, was working on the show Produce Camp 2021 as a translator. So, he's working on the show as a translator because he can speak Mandarin. When producers reportedly noticed his good looks (laughs) and asked him to sign up as a contestant. And he thought, this will be a funny story. I'll be on it for a week. And then I'm back to my gig translate. It's it's in and out. I'm over in China for the laugh, but I have to get home next week or the week after. So yeah, no, honestly, yeah, I'll I'll join up. (laughs) I'll try out for the laugh. Um, Yeah. Um, So Ivanov told the programme he had been asked if I'd like to try a new life and he agreed but quickly came to regret the decision as he was unable to leave on his own without breaching his contract and paying a fine. He instead begged viewers to send him home every (laughs) week and deliberately performed poorly in the hopes of being voted off. That's... I I love that he's begging people to leave and they still won't let him. Because if you're on a reality show and you say, please send me home, what is the one thing people will do? They're going to keep you in there until the day you die. Until the day you die. The same with like, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, all those kind of shows. The more someone dislikes the experience, the more the general public are going to take all their frustrations out. It's very similar to school, where you just get by by being undercut, subtle. Like, don't mention anything. If you dislike something, don't say it. And if you like something, say, that's grand. That's what you (laughs) need to be. the, the, The primary thing you need to be on a reality show if you want to leave is not entertaining. And what's more entertaining than the person that doesn't want to be there? That's like, that's presumably the most conflict they've ever had on one of these shows. (laughs) Someone was like, I don't want to be in a boy band. It's like, if he will, if he won, does he have to be in that boy band forevermore? Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> so, the programme concept, which originated in Korea, pits young performers against each other to train and eventually form an 11 member international boy band. Too Chosen many. Too many. Too that's, many. A, that's a team, like. <laughs> right, so you have the bad boy, the good looking one, you've got the one that's a bit weird, the geeky the one. The centre back, the midfield. The centre <laughs> midfield. We need a striker, a sweeper <laughs> holding in the back. <laughs> They're just forming a new football team. I mean, like, and then season two is like you get your subs in, you know? (laughs) No, you get a rival team and then you form a mean machine kind of game. I love it. I love it. Yeah, every match is the final because there's only two teams. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes, we made it to the final, guys. Every year. (laughs) Just, yeah, it's like... You're at least getting second place, so... So, Ivanov and his fellow contestants were sequestered in dorm rooms on an island, and their phones were also reportedly confiscated, so... What's happened is this name, is this man, is there as a translator, right? And Mm. one day they're like, sure, will you just try out? We just, you're a good looking lad. I mean, it'll fit well into the group. There's 11 of them. We only need really two singers. And the rest can just fucking mime. This is the, yeah, the rest are just like filler up until like the last week or so. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you, really, Westlife has taught me you only need one or Bison or any of them. Bison, you, you didn't need, need no any, one. to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> and they had Ronan. They did have Ronan. Ronan, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll give Ronan a pass because he's a lovely <laughs> lad. <laughs> and so you only need really three. So they're like, right, you're a model. So come on in. He's like, oh, no, I'm not a singer. Sure, it doesn't matter. It'll literally be a week, right? Just go in and try out, and they'll say no, and then you can go home. It's absolutely grand. But when he tries out, and he, they must have got to decide something that if he goes through, he has to commit. Because oh, yeah, like he got the same contract everyone got. There was no yeah. like I'm doing you a favor contract. No, and so he was like, okay, grand, and he tries out, and they must have just put him through to the next round. And at that point, he's trapped. So he's stuck on an island, and they bring him to an island amongst everybody else, take his phone away, and say, you can't leave until you get voted off. Like, his only communication with his family was through the show. <laughs> and he's just like, save me, please. So he's using the name st- stage name Lelush. Ivanov told viewers, don't love me, you'll get no results, and reported and repeatedly pleaded with people not to vote for him. His first song was a half-hearted Russian rap. <laughs> In stark contrast to the high pop energy of his competitors. So, the first week he's like, I'm trying to get knocked out. He's going to do a half-hearted Russian rap. And instead of a pop song, and then he said, please don't make me go to the finals. I'm tired. (laughs) I want to go home, please. (laughs) I hope the judges won't support me. Well, the others want to get an A. I want to get an F, as it stands for freedom, he told the news. (laughs) (laughs) The thing about it is, though, like, he's, he's even, like, in his attempts to, you know, downplay it and make everyone hate him he's being more interesting than any of the other 10 contestants yeah like the, the other 10 are just good singers and they're, they want to yeah. be there and they're good at pop but this lad is like look, he, he, he may be phoning it in but he's doing a rap on a pop show that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> like it's like Jedward like let's keep voting them in for the crack yeah let's see what happens next like mm. 
Because what's the one thing a reality TV show needs is, like, characters. Like, all, yeah. that's what they're begging for. All they want is different stereotypes or different characters. And even better if they don't like each other. Fucking fantastic. Yeah, and, like, if... Like uh, uh, and, and like the producer is just there, like wringing their hands in the background, because it's like, oh, here's this guy, and he's a reluctant joiner, but slowly over the course of the show, he'll learn to love music, and he'll have an arc, and then he'll <laughs> perform, and he'll sing his heart out. That's what they were hoping for. But what they got <laughs> was a, a miserable man just fucking wishing for death by the <laughs> end. Of it. Every week he's just like, shoot me, somebody shoot me, I don't like this. So he's like, his please though, Sean, went unanswered. And he had to repeatedly keep going back to that island after every show and keep having his phone taken off of him as he was propelled through three months of competition and ten episodes. (laughs) Ridiculous. For three months, this man has been held captive. Like that, I think he is held against his will at that point, isn't he? <laughs> but he can't break the contract. I, I think they're like, you can break the contract, but you have to pay a fine. And so maybe mm. he's a maybe like he's a part-time model, so I'm assuming he's not loaded. Like So if it's, if it's like the fine is like a hundred grand, like... Okay, I'm just going to have to stay here forever. Yeah, and look, you could probably argue with that, like, oh, if it's prohibitively expensive, then it's like kidnapping. But mm. technically, he can leave at any time. But really, he can't. A fan base which had taken to his grumpy anti-celebrity persona (laughs) urged each other to vote for him and let him basically overwork himself to tiredness. (laughs) Fucking hell. Thinking about it, though. Like, okay, whatever. Look, this guy and the suffering he's been through. Ridiculous. What about the guy who joined this show because he wants it? Yeah. And he come if he came in second to the lad who was gonna write the whole thing off by the end of it. Fucking Leona Lewis is standing there and they're going for fucking Jedward. <laughs> like ah, Jedward has something about them though. Ah, I don't know what it is. A certain Genesequoi. <laughs> I can see them boys representing the lads in Eurovision. I can see it. Watch out, I can see him doing it twice. (laughs) (laughs) After making it all the way to the final, Ivanov grumpily ate a lemon on camera and said he hoped people would not support him again. I'm not kidding, he kept repeating, deadpan to the camera. (laughs) I'm fucking done, everyone. Stop it. Um, he was eventually voted out in the final episode which aired on this Saturday and he said I'm finally getting off work I'm free I'm free I get to see my family <laughs> it's the the fucking it's like a prisoner of war being released yeah. it's the, they've nego- Bill Clinton has turned up to negotiate this man's release <laughs> it's like, he doesn't want to sing in a boy band that should be allowed <laughs> Now me, I play the saxophone myself. <laughs> He's like, you want to bring me in? I could do a job for you. Bit of a silver fox thing going on. <laughs> um, a Weibo hashtag related to his departure was viewed more than 180 million times and Jesus. was reposted more than 60,000 times, including included by the Russian embassy. And, he said, and the Russian embassy said, congrats, have a good rest. Which to me implies 
they're probably going to do something to him. I'm like, the thing, oh, and here's the really fuck thing is that, like, this man, he didn't want to be in the boy band, he didn't want to be this, like, celebrity, but now he's probably more famous. Like, who, tell me, Connor, who won that boy band competition show? I can't tell you. Nah, but this man, everyone has heard of this man. <laughs> His model career is going to fucking fly off. And that's the thing. He's going to be more successful than he ever dreamed of. So in a way, he's the real <laughs> winner in all senses of the word. Apparently, there was a full-on free Lelouch hashtag that was going on <laughs> to try and get him released from his contract. And um, state media began reporting on Ivanov's predicament about a week ago after a popular Russian blogger posted about the interpreter's unlikely run. It's not funny anymore. Let Vlad go home. <laughs> the first seven or eight weeks, it was hilarious. But after three, months this is getting out of hand this is you're taking the piss lads a little bit <laughs> these situations after getting away from us and i'll be honest with you i'm not okay with it <laughs> i like but like it was a week ago they picked it up he had just been shouting into a void for who knows how long <laughs> do you think he kept trying to swim away from the island I'd, I'd bet it crossed his mind. Like, maybe not to home, but to, like, the nearest landmass who would offer him it, amnesty. It was like he was on, like, the most secure prison in the world. And he has no phone, no way of contacting anyone, and there's just water everywhere, so you can't leave. It's it's like he was, yeah, it's like he's an Alcatraz or something. <laughs> Um, Ivanov's story, which has gained him millions of viewers, has drawn accusations of being a publicity stunt, but his friend, um, had hi- who he had hired to chaperone and translate for his two Japanese clients on the show, oh, so his friend, executive Ivan Wang, had hired him originally to translate for two of his Japanese clients that were on the show, so he's like... Right. I need you to be their translator. They're on this reality show. He's like, great, fly me out. I'll do the translation. He yeah. gets flown out, and then he immediately gets thrown into this, and now he's just evolved in it for three months of his life. But Ivan Wang, surely he can't be his friend anymore. Like, sure, you're hardly like, going to... Yeah, you're not going to look at him and be like, thanks, Ivan, that was really sound to you. Yeah, th- thanks for this opportunity. I appreciate it. No. You, you, he is the one person who knew he'd be stuck there and he did nothing <laughs> so he declined repeat oh so he was on the island originally because he was a translator for two of the, the people on it yeah. and so he's on the island and he was just kind of bored on the island and so he'd been there for a week or two and then eventually he declined repeated participation requests by the director of the show who kept saying, do you want to join in? Do you want to do, you want to do a song? Do you want to do a... give it a go. Go on, go on, give it a go. Go on, give it a go. Go on, give it a go. And eventually, <laughs> apparently, he only said yes because he was slightly bored because there was nothing to do on the island. And so he had to just say yes for like, he was probably there for a week. And he was slightly bored, and he was like, ah, yeah, sure, I'll do the show. Yeah, wh- three what's months the worst later. happen? <laughs> three months later. How bored was he after three more months? L- yeah. Without, and he didn't even have his phone at that point either. No. No. Oh, man. What, what do you think of this man's story? Is he, is he a hero, or is this a tragic case of boy band's gone too far? It's boy band's gone too far, but also, you'd wake up every day, and you'd just question 
what the fuck was going on. And you'd hate Simon Cowell. You'd, you'd oh, hate him. Oh, and like there's definitely like they have the three judges who are just carbon copies of all the judges on all of the talent shows you've ever seen and you have to fucking deal with these people day in day out <laughs> they're all like I didn't love it uh, no I, di- I didn't like I it I didn't like it I loved it but instead they're like I didn't like it it was a shit rap you're fucking terrible <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why you're still here <laughs> and he's like I know we want send to me home well. <laughs> um, yeah I just want that story was fascinating and I don't I really want an interview with that man just to fee- know how he felt because he's a prisoner of war technically yeah he's definitely like an unwilling participant par- be- 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 participant mm, yeah. in boy band culture which gets mm. mental by the way <laughs> like, like this is a whole other thing but I've looked like, talk to Zane <laughs> talk to Oh, Zayn knows all about it, but not, like I, I'm, I, I'm nervous to even mention. It. Can I just say we love BTS on this podcast? Big fans. Yeah. Uh, we Big love fans. Two things we love and we'll never say a bad thing against BTS yeah. and 4chan. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, yes. I mean, I'm just gonna say yes for fear of repercussions. There's but... no, no repercussions. Both groups are entirely lovely, Connor. <laughs> Nobody can see, but you're winking heavily. Don't, don't fucking say it. <laughs> They're gonna come for us, Connor. They're gonna come for us. Um, so yeah, I love. Um, what's your favorite BTS song? Oh, <laughs> his eyes. You his forget. Eyes. I control the edit, Connor. <laughs> BTS song. I like Boy with Love. Do you love Boy with Love? I do. I do. That would have been all- my favorite as well. Ah, uh, really? You're not a, a fan of Life Goes On? Hate it. Terrible really? song. Man, um, <laughs> look, let me just say it'll take blood, sweat and tears to re- repair this relationship, Connor. This has to help our SEO. Like, people have <laughs> got to be clicking on this. Come on. Just, uh, we're about to get very big with the BTS fan base. I just feel it. <laughs> the biggest podcast of all time. Because <laughs> we mentioned them for three minutes. It's that easy, everyone. Here are my top five tips to being a podcaster. Mention BTS. <laughs> Number two, mention BTS again, but a different song. Yeah, episode th- or number three, be Irish. <laughs> mm, that's that's gonna actually that's gonna help. That's four definitely and, gonna help. Four and five are BTS again. <laughs> No, there's actually six. One is B, the second. The four is B, <laughs> fifth is T, and the sixth is S. That's all that needs to be said. Um, so we're going to have to move on, Sean, eventually, because we talked about that man is it's a prisoner of war for too long. Um, for 20 minutes. <laughs> this is a story that I noticed a few weeks ago, and you will know because it's around Ireland, oh. and it involves a walrus, Fuck Sean. Fucking this walrus, so, dude. He's been... <laughs> Bogarting so, <laughs> our newsreels for the last month or so. so. So, I understand not a lot of people know what I'm talking about. Michaela was kind enough to send this story in and kind of was like, this is fucking weird, isn't it? And I was like, yes, but it's also non-stop here. Just, and I've been avoiding it because I was like, I didn't want to do it because I was overexposed. That's a th- yeah, because it it's been <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's been so prevalent here that it's just regular news at this point. Be- because remember, nothing happens in Ireland. Really. Nothing ever happens. Ever. So th- they might be like, 
this woman passed away today. This man was in an accident. Then they're out of news. They've got nothing left. So then we're like, right, we've got Wally the Walrus. So, Sean, we did a bit of backstory because the headline here is Wally the Walrus has been given a floating couch to stop him sinking any more boats, Sean. What can you tell us as our reporter on the ground? Where was Wally before this? Give everyone a bit of an update. Wally, last I checked, was he down in around Waterford, Wexford kind of area? He's in Uh, West Cork. He's in West Cork now. Perfect. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, Wally has been... He's a walrus that has, you know, swam too far south and is now just hanging out around the coast of Ireland, conveniently around the time that we lost our national dolphin, who was named Mm. Fungi. Uh, Bit sus, if you ask me. He's our new water-based mammal that we're going to exploit in a couple of years with tourism. But he... Wally has made a habit, not like Fungi, who would just swim beside you and be generally sound. But Wally For anyone else, by the way, it sounds like you're on drugs <laughs> explaining this. Sorry, sorry. Forgive me. Fungi was a dolphin who was <laughs> quite prevalent in Irish culture for about 20 years. And now, recently, he's gone missing. Do with that what you will. <laughs> gone missing. Are we saying there's blood on Wally's hands? We don't know. Nobody knows. We haven't found a body, is all I'm saying. No. Uh, Yeah, exactly. So continue. Sorry, I interrupted. Wally, you know, when he's not entertaining passers-by and national media news cameras, Wally has made a habit of jumping up on fishing boats uh, and, and I think pleasure craft as well and causing just ruckus by his general presence. Because he's fucking massive. And so he leaps he's a fucking the, walrus, lads. He's a fucking walrus. He's massive, right? So he leaps onto the boats because he just does. And then he sinks the boats and then he moves on to the next victim. I, I can't tell you how like validated I feel because I've been avoiding looking into this walrus because every week I've been like, surely this is the week Connor's going to mention it. <laughs> I was letting it play out. Because... <laughs> Sometimes a bit of patience, right? Because this went on for weeks. Every week I see the new story of Wally's sunk another ship. He's taken another ship down with him. He's claimed more lives. <laughs> now nobody died. No. But he's claimed fine. boats up, up and down the coast. So I was like, right, every single week we'll let the bodies fill up. We'll, we'll let them all add up and then we'll get to them. But then it was a bit of a change in the story this week because... Wally has been appeased, I would say, because what they've done is they've created a couch, a floating couch for him, as the idea is if he has a floating couch near him, he will leap onto that and no longer leap onto the boats. Is this a specially designed walrus couch or have they spent 30 quid and got one of those blow up couches from Argos? (laughs) They went to Ikea. (laughs) <laughs> the lads are building out in the sea. The fu- yeah, like the, the like the Irish Coast Guard are just there with the little plastic valve, and they're taking turns blowing into it to try and get this couch inflated to stop them sinking boats. Yeah, I mean it's it's how do you appease a walrus that seems to have nothing but blood on his hands? That, see, here's the thing. All right, who? authorised the floating couch for the walrus because look there's a lot going on at the minute in the government just you know a a global bastard 
yeah. other such scandals that just keep there's, dropping There's up. a few scandals involving text messages. It's very Irish, go on. It's, you don't need to know about it. We'll deal with it. It's fine. But has there been... Has, and this is... Look, this is a very boomer statement of me to say. Has yeah. Irish taxpayer money gone towards funding a couch for the walrus? Uh, all your paycheck it's oh, just no. been yours why was I singled out <laughs> so they have I don't know where the money has come from I just know that they've put a sinking or a, a sinking that would be awful a floating couch You're into to the sea <laughs> it's a floating couch in the hopes that he will leap onto the sofa and not, and chill out Instead of leaping onto boats and ruining fishing boats for many people. But, hmm, okay. How, <laughs> I like how we're just accepting life with the walrus at this point. I, it, it's literally like, we can't beat him. <laughs> we need to help. Is, is that, oh. See, now you're digging into it. Like, is it, is it, is it a conspiracy? Because, and you've said it yourself. You've said it yourself in this show, Connor. Nothing ever happens in Ireland. Yeah, uh, the only news stories we've been getting recently are government scandals that are frankly ridiculous, and the the global bastard situation. Yeah. So okay. now, isn't it lovely to have a bit of a source of of merriment during the week, seeing what the walrus I, has got up to? Are we are we saying either an Irish politician has set the walrus loose, or? COVID-19 is involved <laughs> in setting this walrus loose. It, to that, Connor, I say, why not both, you know? <laughs> a, a politician who's sick set the walrus loose. And what does walrus rhyme with? 5G. Correct. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> How many letters does walrus have? Six. What's six divided by two? Three. How many sides does a triangle have? Three. <laughs> I did the Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Wally the walrus and Luminati confirmed. <laughs> Look, I've nothing against Wally. Okay, he's yeah, he's a nice addition to the local landscape. Um, but just know this is news in Ireland that they've built a couch for this walrus. How? So, okay, how inflatable is this couch? Because what's name name a main feature? Of a walrus, Connor. <laughs> Sorry, ask me that question again. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> Name a main feature yeah. of a walrus. Oh, fuck. Um, this is the local table quiz all over again. Oh, don't panic, don't panic, don't panic, don't panic. Um, I'll give you a hint. Name two main features oh, of a walrus. Are they, are they sharp? The order. Are they sharp? Oh, as sharp as yourself, Connor. Um, oh, not very sharp. Blunt as shit. Um, would it be some sort of facial fang tusk kind of thing? Indeed, it would be. And oh, no. traditionally, the enemy of inflatables is a single point. I don't think we're just putting like balloons on the couch. I think they're spending money here because they said we want to thank the many stakeholders who have collaborated on this effort, which to me implies they've got big money coming in behind. What the f- Okay. Who are Bono. They- <laughs> but it's definitely Bono. 
it's it's Bono on the edge. It's it's Bono the edge and like and Brendan Gleeson <laughs> threw a few quid in. And Hosier, he threw in a fiver. That's <laughs> you know what I'd take Hosier's fiver if he was offering it. Yeah, no, he's a nice man. He's a nice man. Found. He's a nice man. He comes across very well in interviews. <laughs> We should do a show where we just give our opinion to Irish celebrities I, <laughs> and how they're seen around the world. Legit, like, behind the curtain a little bit, I think that would do very well, Connor. You think? Just, I think oh, so. How are we taking on, oh, we don't Gleeson. What about Donald Gleeson? I, oh, I really like Donald Gleeson. He's, about time, fantastic. He's about time, fantastic. Uh, the Revenant. Um, yeah. That one episode of Black Mirror. All very yeah. good Donald Gleeson productions. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Eh... Uh, Fallen off a little bit, I would say. <laughs> He'll always be okay. Michael Collins to me. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Um, trying to think. Pierce Brosnan, he's Irish. He's Irish. He's, he's quite good. Uh, honestly, I don't... He's not my favourite Bond, but I really liked him in The World's End. Very good. What Very do you think about him Mamma Mia? Uh, I, I'll be honest, and this is my... I. <laughs> You do One you hate friend, ABBA, which is a big week for you this week. That's the thing. <laughs> You're entirely right. Yeah, uh, m- one of my friends once described me as a very uncontroversial man, but my one yeah. controversial opinion is that I think ABBA is fine at best, and so Mamma Mia, I feel, is wasted on me. People are going to tune out if you just keep telling people that ABBA are fine, because that is what? absolute bollocks. Connor, what do you think about Sir Sharon and let's get the engagement up oh. a little bit? <laughs> oh, that's actually a good one. Um, how does she still have that accent? She's been living in America for many a year, to be ah, honest. She's from fucking Carlo or something. Like, she's fine. But is she? <laughs> I, I, actually, there's a funny story. <laughs> Go ahead, do it. News. We went to college with a guy who I remember hated Saoirse Ronan with a passion, right? <laughs> and I remember there was one day, I think it was like after she won her first Oscar or Oscar nomination, mm-hmm. like he went on like a 20 minute tirade to me <laughs> in the library. That he was like, I fucking hate her. And I was just like... We did a film course. Like, surely he should have been thrilled. <laughs> and I was like, an Irish person just got nominated for an Oscar. She's like 12. Like, leave her alone. He's like, no, 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 fuck nah, this. She's not even from Carlo. She's fucking ridiculous. She's fucking American. Pretending. But that's Irish begrudgery at its best, isn't it? <laughs> I always remember that conversation whenever I see her in a film. And I go, I wonder how he's doing. You watching Ladybird being like, God, I haven't spoke to him in a while. He's just in the cinema white knuckles, just staring at her. He goes to every film, yeah. <laughs> he hates her. Um, so we're going to move on from Molly the Walrus, who's our Irish hero. Um, he's mm. a killer, a stone cold killer. Uh, but do not come near our shores. Wally will get you. He's our defence forces because we do not pay for any army. So uh, yeah, that's very true. I've never been so happy to be landlocked myself, Connor. Mm. Wow. Those stories were equally and also amazingly the best. Yes, but they were definitely ranked numerically in order of bestness. <laughs> if you've made it this far, <laughs> Godspeed. Jesus, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you made it this far, fucking like just take a minute to yourself after this. Yeah. Like just sit we, in silence a for a little of, while. A so much shy talk this year. Just so much. Yeah, so thank you for, for putting up with it. Um, and look, this episode, did I, li- I like the top 10 episodes. They're always good to like show people 
because it's the best of the best of the year. Yeah. Um, so if anyone's interested into why you were laughing your arse off for upwards of an hour and a half, well, you can let them listen to this episode as well. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you weren't laughing, that's probably a you know what that probably also happens so yeah it's, it's and that's fine. probably more on us to be honest that's, so yeah sorry you know about what? that if we're to blame anyone it's going to be blamed on ye <laughs> <laughs> ye picked him alright <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean would you like to take us out for the final time on Weird News Wednesday in 2021 I would indeed, Connor. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this very special episode of Weird News. We'll be back on Friday with A Hero or Zero, Monday with A Movie Mondays, and next Wednesday with the first Weird News Wednesday of 2021. 2022, in fact. It's Asparagus Lady. She might make an appearance next week. She might make an appearance. I don't know when her predictions are generally done. I know they're the start of the year. I don't know. It's normally around the 6th or the 7th, so I'm, I'm not quite sure. That's it. Well, we'll have to look back, see what she said about last year, see how much of that came true. Looking forward uh, to it. And see what we can look forward to the year ahead. Big thank yous, very big end of year thank yous have to go to all of our patrons who've stuck with us, everyone who's joined us over the year. Uh, Shout outs to Waffles, real name Alexander, is on holiday. So all that remains to be said is have a wonderful Wafflemas and a happy new year. Many happy returns, Waffles. Uh, You've been there from the start. Absolute devil. Uh, An absolute devil. Absolute devil. And thank you also to Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin the Wife Palmer, Ryan Right Time Evanson, Sean Groyer Mo for a Bro, Jameson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Team Irish Walrus Helmroos, Lil Dicky, Uncle Nick the Boys Query. What are you doing here, McGrew? Uh, the, the, the saga continues. Um... <laughs> Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe Wanda did this, Sammy Lucia, Michelle, Merry Christmas to all, Brown, and June, what is best when you have no time to die and you'll never be far from home, Luke Hoth. Thanks everyone for the support, you're all absolutely amazing. If you want to join those fine people, link to the Patreon is below. There's also a Here's for Hire merch store. The Twitter is at Here's for Hire Pod. Facebook is Detective Divilman's Discussion Group. Instagram is Here's for Hire Podcast. But the best way, as always, to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. I also broke my pen in the, in the middle of that outro, so... I, You know what, I'd rather you didn't do that, but that's that's fine. That's fine, it's <laughs> happened just like, now. You know when I play with a pen, and if it has a little clip thing that you put into your shirt, I'm always snapping that off. Oh, every time, every time. Every no, time. I, don't, I don't blame you, Connor. I don't blame you at all. <laughs> uh, just, you used to give out to me because I used to untie my shoes absentmindedly <laughs> when recording. That was very strange. <laughs> I know, and I didn't even know I was doing it. But look, how endeavour. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Have a good 2022. And yeah. yeah, I think that's about it, Connor. I think that's it. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. And we shall see you all next week. Bye.